Right. You don't like whiskey. You don't you don't love it. You know who loves it? Me. Right. Who drinks it at fucking 8 a.m. on a plane. Yes. To go disappear. I love whiskey. You don't fucking love it. You're flirting with it. You're finger fucking whiskey. I raw dog whiskey and come inside it and hope to get it pregnant. 100%. You you get HPV from whiskey. And I want it. And you want it. And That's want the difference. It. And I want it because I know now we're committed and that now that we both have HPV, we're going to have to have that conversation with other drinks. That's the... <laughs> yes. Attention all cheese eaters. Tops Off World Tour kicks off November 15th in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Cincinnati, Nashville, Little Rock, Springfield, Philadelphia, Norfolk, Winston-Salem, Fairfax, Roanoke, Rochester, Worcester, Newark, Providence, and Albany, New York, December 10th. God damn, my skin's gone sideways. Your skin, you look, skin looks good. I feel good. Yeah. I feel good. My yeah. daughter doesn't like my, my, I lost weight in my face. Uh, yeah, I, and my daughter doesn't like it. See, the thing is, with you, anytime you lose weight, people are like, "His liver's gone." <laughs> they're like, "They're like, he's diseased." You it's know, the exact opposite. Sadly, I, I know that's the thing. It's like they just, um, with you know. Do you remember when Chandler got fat on Friends? Yes, that was liver. That was liver. That yeah. was liver. That was yeah. him. You, when your liver goes, you get bloated. Yeah. So oh, that, thank yeah, you that's, so much. I mean, that's what happens. Yeah. How about the fucking guy from Smash Mouth dying? Did he die from, I, from liver failure? I saw yesterday that he was had. They said days left, but now oh, he's dead. No, he's dead. Fuck. I party with him. You want to hear a cool, yes, fucking moment? I was in Connecticut. I was doing the fucking. I'm thinking. I'm sure it was Hartford Funny Bone. Yeah, I'm what else could be? Yeah. I Man, I thought that town would be different when I first heard of it, and then yeah. I went there. Yeah, I was like, I know when I first went there, they were like, "Oh, this is where Mark Twain grew up." I was like, "Not recently." I mean, this Mark Twain. I don't think he would have decided to grow up here. <laughs> <laughs> he ran to the closest river. It was like, get me the fuck, fuck out of here, dude. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. I've never seen, yeah, like a historical American's house like that just right next to a check cashing place. <laughs> as soon as I heard Aaron Hernandez grew up there, I was like, that makes, that sense. makes more sense. That makes total fucking yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah, I was Mark. Yeah, he like wrote all these poems and shit, Mark Twain, because he couldn't go outside of his house because he would be shot. They had Puerto Ricans even then. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Jasmine, my girl, she was like, "Oh, I have family in Hartford." I was like, "I bet you do." <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 I was doing a show there, and so was Smash Mouth. Oh. Right, R.I.P. This is twelve years ago. Okay, this is twelve years ago. And uh, and there was a fire alarm in the middle of the night, and so I'm like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Like, and and by the way, I had a flight the next day, mm -hmm. and I was like, "I'm gonna I'm gonna get some rest." One of the few times I was like, "I'm gonna tap out, right. get some rest." Fire alarm goes off. Everyone's in the front, like standing in the parking lot, and and dude from Smash Mouth comes up, and he's like, "Steven," he's like, "Yo, what's up?" I was like, "Hey," and he goes, "Smash Mouth," and I was like, "Oh yeah." Yeah, he was like, "Dude, I'm a fan." And I was like, "Oh, thanks." And by the way, I was just doing Travel Channel then, but right. I think we had worked on a TV show together, right. Sidebar. Right. And he's like, uh, "You want to go to the bar after this?" I was like, "Fuck yeah, nice." So me and him go up to the bar, and he's like, "There's a wedding here." I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "You want to crash it?" I was like, "You think we can?" He was like, uh, "Yeah, yeah." He's like, "You're on TV. I'm the lead singer of Smash Mouth. I'm pretty sure we can." Yeah. So some of the guys came over, and we crashed a wedding. <laughs> We were in our pajamas. Yeah. <laughs> and we partied until like fucking four in the morning with this wedding. Yeah. Fucking rolled straight from the airport out of this wedding. And that night, some girl pulled me aside and goes, have you heard of Instagram? And I said, no. 
She said, you need to be on Instagram. And I signed up for Instagram that night. Wow. And yeah, and my first picture of, on Instagram was me and him at a wedding. <laughs> really? In yeah. Hartford? In Hartford. It was me and him. Yeah, you guys were the only white people there. <laughs> you know, one guy was covered. In, it's funny, the dudes that I remember, I remember the people that I met that night. Yeah. Because it was all the first people I followed. So I only, there, I, there was the only people I knew on Instagram. But uh, he, uh, it sucks when you hear about someone having liver failure. So I'm, this is like, no joke. This is like my third person I've heard of liver failure with. Right. And it comes out of nowhere, liver. It doesn't come out of nowhere, but it's not like, you know, the guy from Smash Mouth, you know, he he was fine, yeah. what, probably three months ago, and then boom, they're like, it's gone. Apparently, with him, not. With him, oh. he had a lot of health issues. Oh, he did? Like, okay. Yeah, I, I think there's a bunch of canaries that show up in that mine first. Right. Dude, my fraternity, during COVID, just... Chick leaves him and he's like, fuck this. Right. Drink when you wake up. That's the key. You don't give yourself any recovery. Yeah, right. And then that's, I guess. Yeah, recovery is everything. I mean, I think like now I'm I'm 39 now. So now it's like I'm at a point where I'm like, I work out, I do it. But I'm like, you got to have days to recover. Even my eating, like I'm into like the intermittent fasting. And it's not even so much like losing weight or whatever. It's just like, I know that I was eating like every three hours for 30 years. It's like, you can't do that. You have to give your gut breaks yeah. just so you got to give your liver breaks. They say that, that you know, look, I, you know, part of me is really glad I'm friends with Joe because you hear all the stuff. First. Oh, yeah. Like you, you're the first person. But when you're the first person to hear shit, it's like with the vaccines, like Joe's the first person being right. like, don't get vaccinated now. I kind of wish I hadn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Now I got like doctors. I have a couple of friends who are doctors who are like, you know, we're very like va vaccine guys, very serious about health. It's not even with a Republican Democrat. Yeah. They're in the middle. They're like, hell, they all two guys have been like, do not get any more boosters. If they come out and start mandating that stuff, do not, do not, do yeah. not get it. The only problems we see with young people are heart related issues from too many boosters. Oh, that's dude. all he's like. So and he's again, not a guy. He's not a conspiracy guy. No, he's a regular guy. Doesn't listen to podcasts. He's like, I'm just a doctor. I'm telling you, I see people coming in with heart defects that were relatively healthy. The only thing that they have in common is three or four boosters. I got all of them. Yeah. I just went crazy. I got it. Yeah. I go got them. Listen, I, got you, I had to speak Spanish to get one of them. Really? Like, guys, yeah. Fucking yeah. go in like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a mask on and everything. Listen, I was like, oh, oh the fucking thing, stab me. The rules don't really apply to you. Go hard or go home. That's how you yeah. are. You go hard or go You're home. You're going to die one day. Here's that, the, you can't stop that. You cannot stop that. And the thing is with you is I just worry if you just stop things cold turkey, that's when your body turns around and goes, what? Ideos meal. Yeah, that's that's what's gonna happen. My body, you my gotta, body has a such a. You know, it's it's crazy. I stopped drinking for five days, and I lost like fourteen pounds in five days. <laughs> that, that's pretty fucking nuts. That's pretty nuts. Um, wow, <laughs> my that's wild. Blood pressure dropped so low they had to change my medication. Oh my god! Like, All right, man. It's like you stop drinking so much, you like you turn you're like a you, you turn into like a you're like a Native American woman now. <laughs> like you change genders, you change races. Like you're not actually this guy. I wonder, like uh, I wonder, you know, everyone. I, I, it's up my ass. Everyone's there's not a human I've met that hasn't said like you need to quit drinking forever. Like that's the mandate, right? And I'm like, like Huberman was here. With me and Tom, we were sure. doing a podcast. Yeah. And he's like, you need to stop drinking. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, is that like when, okay, you are, you are, let's go to your expertise. You are a uh, clinical physical therapist. Yes. 
So what, okay, so what is the, what is the fucking goal with exercise and fitness and weight loss? Like, do, do you want to be Bren Greenfeld or Peter Atia, like where you're jacked and ripped right. and you have such a regimen of skills? Do you want to be Jocko where you sleep three and a half hours every day and you do morning salutations and get up and you go, or I don't know what he does, but you know what I'm saying? Right. Like where you have such a regimented schedule. Do you want that? Or the other side, Stanhope, right? Who probably gets probably restful sleep. I think he eats pills to sleep. And sure. So, and like, I mean, so, guy lives in a bus in the desert in Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, like, so he's the opposite. Yeah. yeah. So what's the fucking, like, I, I don't want to be one of those guys. I never want to be one of those guys that goes, hey, I, 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 I run into these fucking cunts in Hollywood all the time. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I love my whiskey. And then you're like, do you? And they're like, moo, yeah. And then you have a drink of whiskey with them and they don't finish it. Yeah. You go, hey, you don't love your whiskey, man. No, you don't. You just, that's a brand for you. You heard that men like whiskey, so now you have whiskey next to you. Right. You don't like whiskey. You don't You don't love it. You know who loves it? Me. Right. Who drinks it at fucking 8 a.m. on a plane. Yes. To go disappear. I love whiskey. You don't fucking love it. You're flirting with it. You're finger fucking whiskey. I raw dog whiskey and come inside it and hope to get it pregnant. 100%. You you get HPV from whiskey. And I want it. And you want it. And That's want the difference. It. And I want it because I know now we're committed and that now that we both have HPV, we're going to have to have that conversation with other drinks. That's the... <laughs> yes. And I think the thing too is you love something. You're passionate about it. I love everything. Yeah. Why the fuck? I don't like people who don't say they... I don't like people who who use love flippantly. Mm -hmm. Like I love that. Like when I hang up with Rogan, I say I love you every time on the phone to him. Sure, I do, and he does to me. And it, we do it because that guy changed my fucking life. Sure, that I mean, that guy means so much to me that he. I'm a ride or die for him. When he got in trouble for the thing, I fucking first thing I do is I put a post. I say it to my friends. I mean it to my friends. I say it to my wife. I mean it to my wife, and I mean it to alcohol. Like I love alcohol. I love marijuana. I love cigars. I love working out. I do, but like. So then why would you stop any of you? It's your life to live. The yeah. thing is, it's like with people, like everything's any, everything, you know, nothing in excess, everything in moderation, right? That's the, th so it's like everything is poison or medicine. It does it just depends on the dosage. So it's like you, it, you, if your numbers are healthy, if everything's yeah. healthy and you said your blood pressure's down, your cholesterol's down, you're feeling good, you're feeling healthy, then do what you got to do. I mean, doctors are going to tell you, but it's like, what do you want? Do you want to live another 10 years and deprive yourself of something you love? No, or would you I rather don't. just go out hard doing what you love, living life to the fullest? Yeah. Nobody wants, you know, like. Well, I, want, I don't want to be the dude. I don't want to be Steve Harwell. Who's that? Who's the guy from oh, Smash, Smash Mouth. Mouth. Yeah. I don't want to be him who at 56, they're like, yo, we're going to put you in hospice. You fucked up. But there's, but you, you would have indicators that that's happening. I would. I, I would. I definitely would. I think, I think at this point in my life. You know, um, I, 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 I think you would. I, I would hope you would. I, I don't know. You know, like I, I sometimes I, I don't I because I, I, I'm like I'm, I'm going to get a full I, I've got a full body scan where you do the lungs yeah. and the all the organs and and you go and like uh, they found a lump on my kidney. And I was okay. like, and I was freaked out. And they're like, oh, it's, it's, I think you've had it your whole life. It's been there. We've right. noticed it before. But you're like, start, it's a bottle cap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they, but <laughs> like, do you, how fast do you drink? <laughs> I don't know, man. Birdie boys at different speed. <laughs> like, what's your thing? Like, what's like, what's the thing that's going to put you in the grave early? Uh, cake. 
I would say sweets, muffin. I would say for real toasted chocolate chip muffins with butter. That's mostly what's going to put me. I am a guy. The way you love alcohol is I love cakes and sweets. And I there's arguments to be made. What my drug is worse than yours. Alcohol has got a bad, you know, can cause problems as long as you're not operating heavy machinery. It's like I might be getting more damage done. Diabetes might kill me faster than alcohol would kill you. It's possible. So I try to limit it now and I only try to do it on Saturdays. Saturdays are for the sweets. That's like my mantra. I just, but, but on at 8 a.m. on Saturday mornings, typically what I try to do is get a good workout in, go as hard as I can. The best workout of the week I try is Saturdays. And then my girl jazz at home knows she will have three chocolate chip muffins toasted with butter, butter waiting for me to, from the gym. And I eat those things. The kids don't get them. It's my time to eat the muffins and I eat them and I get spiritual with them. And obviously then I have to nap after that. And yet, you know, I've had to get in, in since I started doing the Saturdays for the sweets, I've had to get two teeth removed because of the cavities that I've because I'm just, I am hitting it. I'm hitting my body with a thousand grams of sugar in 15 minutes. Oh, go. But then I try to limit it, but then I don't do it again until Saturday. So what I, but as opposed to what I used to be doing was every single day I had dessert with every meal, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I'd have some type of sweet cakes, cannolis, muffins, addicted to the sugar. Like you can't imagine. Really? And I was like, I have to stop this. And so that's, but, but so I limit everything with me now is I live the same life, except I have little windows of when I eat it and then windows when I'm not. And then windows of being not eating and drinking, you know, just having water and black coffee exercise. And then the windows when I eat, I go hard. I, and, and that's how it is. And so and I've lost like 40 pounds doing it this way. And all my numbers have come down. And I'm like, this is sustainable to do it this way. With drinking, I know it's different because you do it at night. You do it after shows. It's a different thing. But you know what? With drinking, there's a, there's a, it's, it's a little bit of a, it, it, you need, it's less than sweets because I would say that like, I have a thing when I have like, especially if I have my, when the, my mouse watering. When I do nice. sheet cakes and there's a lot of icing on the top sure. and it gets on the roof of your mouth and your mouth tingles yeah. and your eyes go back in your head yeah. like a shark yeah. and you start biting onto the table because you get confused. Yeah. Like I fucking love it. And alcohol doesn't give me that. Like it doesn't, alcohol gives me, alcohol gives me like a tss. Right. But you know, I don't, and I've been trying to quantify my happiness journal. I write in it, things right. that make me happy, things that don't make me happy. One of the things that and I'm doing right now, I'm focusing just on alcohol. Like what makes me happy about alcohol? Um, the thing that doesn't make me happy about alcohol is the, um, I wonder if you feel this way about sweets, is the um, ownership it has over me at times when, I, when, I, when I'm not drinking that I, I realize I don't need to drink. Like I'll give you an example. Dane Cook had a, a premiere okay, and a, for a movie or a TV sh- a th- thing. And he invited us and we went and, they, and I wasn't drinking. I'm not drinking right now. And they had an open bar. And, but it closed as soon as the doors closed. We had to sit in there. Now, if I was drinking, that would fuck me up because I go, how many drinks do I get? Do I get Leanne? I'm going to make Leanne get two. I'm going to get two so I can drink throughout this. Mm-hmm. But when you're not drinking, I actually don't even think of it. I just go, let's go watch a movie. But if I'm drinking, I go, I want I want to have drinks. Through. I want to enjoy this. I'm going to have drinks throughout it. Right. But when I'm not drinking, that's cut off. Went to dinner with my daughter and my wife and my other daughter the other night. And uh, I'm not I'm not drinking, so I didn't think about whether they were serving alcohol, what time cut off. I didn't right. think about any of that. Right. And I also didn't think I'm going to go downstairs. And I was I was thinking I was wondering I wonder if I should get high before dinner 
because I want to have a steak. I'd love to get a steak and yeah. get high. But I didn't have time to get high, so I didn't think. I didn't go, well, it's not, I don't have time. It's fine. I won't, right. I won't. But if I was drinking, I would have been like, I would have gotten dressed. They were all getting dressed. I know I was sitting in the room. I was like, I'm going to go down to the bar downstairs and have a martini. I, I would have done that. Right. So in a weird way, you're a slave to the alcohol. Right. I think that it seems like to both of us, similarly, alcohol and sweets, it's like a form of resistance too. Like it's resist. I would put like same thing with like women, guys, people do with women or, you know, having sex. It's like, it's all resistance. It's all me putting my time and energy into food, into girls, into yeah. everything else, because I don't want to do the actual work on myself. I don't want to write. I don't want to get better. I don't want to deal with this. So you have all these resistance things up. So I'm not saying, you know, we're conquering it, but like even you, the power of not drinking for five days. I mean, think about how crazy that is with how much, you know, like you said, control sometimes you give it. Five days is huge. There's, what was the catalyst for five days ago? What Was there something? Oh, like, it wasn't even five days. I haven't had, I haven't had sugar, alcohol, Diet drinks. I've had a carb. I haven't had a carb. Yeah, you look in phenomenal. Thirty five days. What's and it, it was there a, a wake up call or was it just no. said I just don't want to do this? Were I you was, like I was on fully loaded and I was like I right. was going way too hard, and uh and I was and I I, st I stood on the scale. I always stand on the scale quick. I do a quick one with my hands on the thing yeah. and judge where it is. And if I like where it looks with my hands and I let go, but if I don't like where I, and right. it, got, it was so bad, I switched it over to kilograms. Really? <laughs> and I was like, I was like, I don't even want to know in pounds. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, I can do kilograms. That's not that bad. And I was right. like, cool. And I don't know, whatever it was, I'm going to guess 228 kilograms. And I was like, okay. 128, 128. And I was like, not bad, not bad. Yeah. And then I started doing the math and I was like, I think that's 270 pounds. And then I was like, fuck. Right. And then I didn't. I was just like I'm gonna keep it in kilograms, and then I and then I did, I saw on my phone it translated over to pounds and it was two seventy and mm -hmm. I was like fuck I, the withing scale yeah and I was like motherfucker two seventy is the fattest I've ever been right and I had had Matt Mitrion one time told me I was two hundred seventy pounds and I told him he was wrong and he goes buddy I'm looking at you right you're two hundred seventy pounds right and I go I'm two sixty three and he goes did you get on the scale today right. there have been times you didn't get on the scale that's when you're two seventy or two seventy right now. And I, th I thought he was out of his fucking mind. And there I was, 270. I was like, that's it. I will not be the guy who's 270 pounds. I started a cleanse that day. Good. And then and then I've just, and then I decided, I talked to my doctor about ketosis and a sure. few people, Rogan, no, namely. And, um, and I've been in ketosis. I haven't had a sugar. There's a thing called the 75 hard. Have you heard of it? No. Can you pull up 75 hard? No, I've only heard of the band, the 1975. Dude, my favorite band of all time. Up. I love them. You know well, that guy's dating Taylor Swift now. I was going to say, well, him dating Taylor Swift was more than me, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, hold on. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> I never heard of the 1975, but I was born in 1972. Whoa. Yeah. There you go. My sister was born in 1975. Yeah. I got. I, I, start, I downloaded their fucking album because of you. Really? And Do you I'll like their you music? What, no, I haven't listened to it. Okay. <laughs> I just downloaded it. <laughs> yeah. They're I like Smash it. Mouth. Well, no, I, I downloaded it because I, like, <laughs> I was like, fuck yeah, 1975. Because the guy didn't think I was this, a If this was my book, I would put one nine in front of the 75 and then makes me after it. The 1975 <laughs> makes me hard. <laughs> that would be my book. The, uh, so the 75, a tactical guide to winning the war with yourself. Is this about diet or is this about mind? This is about mentality. Got I'm, good legs. Thank you. You always have. By Thank the way, you, so you, by much. the way, you never, even when you were 270, I would say you were proportionate to 70. No one's ever looked at Bert and said, he's fat. People have been like, he's a big guy. He likes to party. He likes to live life. I would but say. Rachel, I'm sorry, Rachel. Were you laughing? No. Yeah. <laughs> I heard Rachel go. Yeah. 
Well, no. you know what, Rachel? You're fat. <laughs> no. Rachel's, Rachel's Instagram is salami body. And I sat with my uh, daughters trying to figure out how you got salami body. Yes. Uh, oh, right. okay. By the um, way, that would be the great Instagram name for you. Salami body. <laughs> Rachel. No, uh, it, you're, you're very proportionate. Oh, and I would you. always say, like, you look like a kind of guy who's enjoying the experience. That's what I would describe your weight as. He's enjoying the experience. I love Where some people look genuinely fat. Like, you're a fucking slob. Fat. I've been there before. I felt I've looked. I never thought you were fat. No, Even no, no, when but you, you said you were fat, I, no, I never thought you babe, were fat. But you know what it is? When you, the thing would happen with me is the problem with me is, see, you. You take your shirt off. We know what we're going to get. We know we're going to get a big burly guy. Yeah. You know, it's going to have a beer gut, but you look like a man. You're a fucking man, dude. You're like, just, we get it, right? With me, problems would, the problem would be women or, or guys, whatever, be like, oh, dude, you must be so jacked. And then I take off my shirt and my tits are going right and left. I have a sloppy body. I've told you this before. I took off my shirt once in an audition and a casting director <laughs> said, he went like this. I took it off and he goes, Wow. And I was like, it's not good, right? He goes, it's not good. And, <laughs> and I was like, uh, and he was like, here's the thing. I'm not body shaming you. The reason why it's not good is because you're just not castable at all. He was like, because you have, because <laughs> he goes, you have leading man face, best friend body. So he was like, you got the body of the best friend, but the face of the leading man. So no, you, you're going to either have to match. You're going to have to either get really fat and go full best friend, or you're going to have to try to get ripped. And then, you know, of course I left that place. It was like, I'm going to get ripped. This is the start of it all. And I went to McDonald's, you know, and I, and I had a Butterfinger McFlurry. And I think I ate part of it with my hands on the F train going home because I used to let food dictate my food and the feelings. And now yeah. with the separate, with the fasting, with going long, sometimes I'll go like a 24 hour fast. I've done all the way up to 48, which I know guys have done 72, 96, but for me, 48 is a long time. Uh, 48 is a very long time. 48 hours a long time because I'm like, I can do this. And now when I don't eat for 16 to 18 hours, I'm like, I'm really not hungry. I, once I found out, I think it was, uh, you know, I love Dr. Peter Atia. He's the one. He's, he's all, a fucking gangster. He, Dude, all he had to say is that he swam from Maui to fucking the Big Island. Yes. That's it. I yeah. listen to every Dude. If you can do the shit that guy's done, I'll listen to everything you say. I heard that like eight years ago, and yeah. I still listen to that dude. He's he's and he's all over this. Uh, the fasting app I use is called Zero Intermittent Fasting App. I'm downloading it right now. Doctor Peter T is all over that. He's I you know a lot of people found out through podcasts and all that or his books, but mine was the fasting app, and it was like all this literature and all this stuff about like timing your fast and what it does, and it like it just changed everything for it's my mental zero state. Zero what? Zero fasting app. Z e r o. Fast, fast and health tracker. Yep. That's it. That's it. Um, and I found it because, you know, I, sometimes I think like the universe just like opens for you. So similar to you, when you yeah. got on the scale and you said 270, you know, and, and that made you upset. I was doing a podcast last year. We were doing it in Vegas from my hotel room. It was me and Andrew Santino was the guest. And we had a wig in the, in the room and in, uh, for I know somebody like left a wig there. And so I put the wig on, right. And I had wig and, and glasses and, and I was like, you know, like I'm sitting there and like my neck was like up a little bit. And Santino was like, dude, he goes, you look like a fat Howard Stern right now. And I was like, what? He was like, you look like a fat Howard Stern. I was like, I was like, I'll get on the scale right now. Let's see how much I weigh. Like just being like, yeah. cause I didn't weigh my, I didn't never thought of it. Like you're just living life. You, yeah. You're not thinking that anything's happening. And then, and then he, we get on the scale and I was 253 pounds where I with my whole life had been like, you know, two hundreds, whatever. 
and 253. And then so, you know, as we Type do. In fat Chris Stefano. The holidays are here, and that means one thing. It is time to break out my favorite jeans and T-shirts and sweaters from True Classic. True Classic's ultra-comfortable, perfect-fitting essential make for the perfect gift for men in your life. Everything they make is crafted with premium fabric to help you look and feel great anytime, anywhere. And right now, for a limited time, this November, they're giving our listeners a special Black Friday deal all month long. All month long, up to 50% off site-wide at trueclassictees.com slash Burkast. Seriously, whatever you choose, you can't go wrong with all the True Classic. All their clothing, from the t-shirts to the jeans to the buttons-ups, is designed to be versatile and work with your lifestyle so you can look great and feel great and feel your best all damn day. In fact, True Classic is so committed to their products, they even have a 100% perfect fit guarantee and easy returns. These shirts are undeniable. Their clothes are awesome. Men, this is the perfect gift for you, but also a great gift for her. If you're ready to upgrade your closet, shop now with my exclusive link at trueclassictees.com slash Burkcast and save up to 50% off site-wide during their November holiday sale. End the year with holiday cheer, thanks to True Classic. You shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event. Game time is the fastest, easiest way to buy tickets for all the sports, comedy, music, and theater near you with killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun you'll have. You get images of your seats before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're all set. So set, in fact, that Isla and I used game time and we thought we did it wrong. <laughs> we were like, oh my God, There's we had a mom check our work. We went and saw Metallica. It was freaking a blast. We had great seats, and we knew we had great seats because we could see from where we bought them on the on the site. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code BERTCAST for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create an account and redeem code B-E-R-T-C-A-S-T for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. We type do. in fat Chris Stefano. Yeah, or f- type in fat Howard Stern. Type in Chris Stefano, fat Howard Stern. That's going. what we named the episode. And um, so he he goes, uh, so we're, f- you know, as we are as comics, we're just laughing about it, laughing, joking. And, and, and honestly, we had a great episode. Like we were dying laughing. I was even leaning into the, f- I was like, whatever, I don't care. Then I'm in the shower that day, getting ready for the show. I had, I had a show that night, getting ready. And all of, I was thinking about, you know, my day, like reflect going over the bits, bawling, crying. Like really? something where it was like, oh no, this is not okay with me. Like bawling, like I couldn't stop it. And Jasmine yeah. was there, my girl, and she was like, "Are you okay?" And there, I was like, "I'm just crying because I missed Shampoo the kids." my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "I miss the kids," and and you know, and she was like, "Me too." And then she she was like, "I'll come in there." I was like, "Don't you come in here, no." And you know, and and so and so crying, and I was like, "Oh shit!" And then I held that and didn't tell anybody even about that. And then we were on the plane coming home. I was like, what's wrong? Like, what? I need a seatbelt extender. What's going on? <laughs> I was like, Andrew said I look like a fat Howard Stern and he's right. And she was like, she was like, Chris, yeah. I was like, did I put on weight? I was like, you need to like be honest with me. She's like, yes, but you still look like a guy and like you're a man and you know, like you're, I, who cares about that? And I was like, 
you know, oh my and, God. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Wait, I that, do. That really is you. That is me. I was like, I do. You do look like <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a, it was a money. It was an excellent call by Santino. Dude, it's amazing how. But then I changed. I in the zero fasting app. So I, I didn't even say any. I must have been saying things out loud or whatever. And then I saw an ad for I didn't even see an ad for zero fasting up Elon Musk. I was on Twitter scrolling on Twitter and I saw Elon Musk tweeted. It was not an ad. He goes, Anybody looking to lose weight, I tried this fasting app, Zero Fasting app. It really works great. And he must know Peter Atian and that crew from I'm Austin. Sure he does. But he it was not an ad. It was just like he didn't even put the link. He was like, This is just to help people. And I was like, I'm getting that and committing to it right now. And then I did it and I started it. And then you know what happened? About three weeks into the fasting, not like necessarily the weight was coming off, like maybe I lost three pounds, four pounds, but my mind chemistry started to change. And then I started to automatically start to think about, without, I mean, without even thinking about it, I started to put my life into our time blocks, get like organized, and each block of my day would be something for like productivity. And then the number one thing I did is I got completely off social media. I paid and gave the keys of to all of it to this one of my friends, yeah. my guy we call him Lance a lot. He runs my social media, and and you know even my manager was saying even Jazz was like yeah but you're just gonna what if he decides what if he tweets something what if he posts something I so said what? all that stuff is worth it to me I don't that is it's poisoning me that's keeping me sick I know we need it for our career but I don't care about it at all anymore. I'll send him the videos. I'll send him the posts. Even if that means I sell less tickets, I'll be happier as a person. And that's been a year now. And I'm down like 40 pounds. Haven't signed into the social media once. My career is fine. It's, you know, it's, 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 doing it's, pretty it's good. where it's okay. It's doing pretty good. It, Are you kidding? It, it's like, maybe if I had to sell, maybe, maybe if I was on it more, I'd have a few more tickets sold, but I'm like, I don't care because for me now life, what happened is, is all that's my life started to become more balanced. Like I only look at tickets and all that stuff as, and money as one aspect of my life. If if it used to be, if you're selling more tickets or making more money, I would devalue myself as a human being and glorify you as a human being. You must be better than me overall. Yeah. Where now I don't think about that. Now I think about like, you know, there's things that you and I are better at than LeBron James. He has more money and is That's, you know I, I thought about that the other day at Metallica. You know? Yeah. Yeah. There are we are it's uh yeah, that, not many things that we're better at than LeBron James, but I'm just saying there's got to be something. Out loud, Hunch, yeah, yeah. I've, you ever seen the the memes of LeBron reading? <laughs> yeah, he's always at the first four pages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he does a picture of him reading. He does, <laughs> <laughs> does that. Who does that? <laughs> Digging into this new book, and he's on a treadmill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But you know I, what I mean? Like not I everything. Bet it's exhausting to be his friend. Oh my god! I bet. I bet. I bet. I bet. There's a lot of times you're like, "Your thing, LeBron." <laughs> Dude, you know what's gonna? You know what's gonna be great about you is I'm almost guaranteeing this. You're gonna die laughing, oh. <laughs> which is, but at an old ripe age, like you're gonna live yeah. a full life, and then the, the your last breaths will be in that laugh. Which is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Borderline, uh, it'll be in a mental institution, but it, it, will, it will, it, it is that as you're, you're got uh, such positive, good energy that uh, I know that that's what'll happen. Because uh, you're gonna die in a laughter, and that'll be a beautiful, beautiful thing. And then the fight over your estate will begin. I've been laughing. I've been <laughs> laughing a lot good, lately. Good. I hope that my death. I have a laugh that I get that I'm, only my daughters and my wife can give me. Right. And it's a defeated. I, you guys are fucking with me so hard. I can't get a word in and I can't catch my breath laugh. Yeah. 
I hope I die on that laugh. I hope that's yeah. my laugh. It fucking. Oh. You'd be the guy like in like a war, like if we captured, if I was on the opposite <laughs> side and we captured you, I'd be like, I can't fucking kill this guy. This guy's the man. I often think I have that like ability. You would, you do. You, if somebody, if somebody killed you, like yeah. if, if, if I found out, if I was like, you know, if you're fighting, if like uh, we're fighting, you know, <laughs> I've already done the vision in my head. So we, me and you are in World War II, right? right. And I'm you see them kill me. Right. And, then, <laughs> and, and then you come back to the cell and you're like, wait, 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 wait. Did someone kill the fucking fat guy? Yeah. Oh, fuck. I'd be so furious. And then whoever did that, I'd fucking kill them for sure. And then I'd bury them with you. Do you ever watch those old Nazi movies and sometimes empathize with the Nazis? Um, I don't <laughs> want to say I empathize with them. I, If I'm just being completely honest with you, I love and adore their uniforms. Hugo Boss. Hugo Boss. Girl. They had Hugo Boss uniforms driving Mercedes-Benz trucks. Yeah. I mean, literally, there had to be some American soldiers being like, I mean, I don't really want to blow up this truck, man. I mean, this is nice. I'd like to get that back, you know, because, yes, I, I, I don't emphasize, you know, emphasize, uh, I don't empathize with them. But I do think that they most most of America is in like the British redcoats, colonial yeah. America, gorgeous uniforms. Oh, yeah. In a red coat, you're marching down with a fully buttoned red coat and that beautiful hat and a bayonet. And you want me to kill you? I can't. Not I like fashion. Type in prettiest, prettiest army uniforms. You're going to see. I bet there's some fucking, I bet like, I bet right now going on, there's like Luxembourg has sick out. Oh yeah. Like, Greece has fucking crazy yes. outfits. They come in, they would fight, they fight in like dresses. There we go. Yes. Oh, the old school. Wow. See, it's, isn't it interesting too? Like back in the day, the idea of a man, like a, a, a manly man like George Washington would be wearing tights and high heels and going to fight in battle. That's yeah. how they wore it with, with nice with dress. Wig. Yeah. They're dressed. They're dressing like a, like a, they were dressing like a female CEO. Yeah. It's interesting how times have just changed. Look at, how, look at that fucking deep V neck for the, what army is that? That's gotta be like Trinidad or something. Dude. How about this? I did a gig for the U S Navy uh, last week. Doing gigs for the military, by the way, is something that like I love. I just started doing them, and I'm really? like, I want to do these. First of all, the 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 the, the army, the army, uh, the navy, the, the our armed forces that we send to war, yeah. they're legit children, like 18, oh, yeah. 19, 20, 21 year old fucking kids that go to war. And I'm like, I knew that, but I never was around it. And to kind of be able, because again, I'm not going to go to war. I'm not going to, what am I going to do with the war effort? I have fucking have all these creams and eczemas and I, you know, like asthma Is attacks. Is that a cupcake in your bunk locker, yeah. Sergeant? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sergeant is not going to know. Yeah. It is, sir. Oh, you're going to eat it while they yeah. do push-ups. Yeah. Enjoy it, fat fuck. fuck yeah. yeah. I know. I always think like when I see like old war movies, like colonial army movies, I would be the drummer in the back and just get decapitated yeah. with a cannonball. <laughs> like, you know, I'd be keeping the morale of the troops, trying to make them laugh. But when I saw these kids, I was like, holy shit. And all they do is listen to podcasts. Like when they oh, go yeah. on the U.S., when they go on the aircraft carriers, they're going to South China Sea. They're like all we do is listen to podcasts. And I was like, and it was one of those gigs where, you know, I know you've been there before where I, they, they, you know, comedy is hard enough, right? When we got the gig, they said this is for the U.S. Navy. There's no negotiating with the contract. They don't negotiate with terrorists or comedians. So they said, this is this. You take this or leave this, you little yeah. shit. Show is outside. At high noon, 5,000 soldiers, no cursing, 
No sex jokes, no talking about the government. One hour, high noon, that's what you'll do. I bet I could do it. In the, in the heat, right? <laughs> yeah. No well, sex jokes? I, you could do it. No cursing, no, no cursing. talking about the government. No talking about the enemies, nothing. So I go, I said, I'm just going to do this. I said, I got big shows coming up. If You know, I want to be a comedian. You take any gig, right? Yeah, like yeah. do it, just fucking do it. Get through it. I had taken two months off of the road in the summer. I said, get back out there and do it. The money yeah. was good enough where I said, just do it. When I, as soon as I got there, I kind of feeling them out. I was like, oh, this isn't even about the money. Like just being able to give back to these kids that this is the only way I can give back to the military. And I'm by the way, I, you, I, this is for anyone listening. You're probably like going like you're 35. You're like, yeah, yeah, they're, you're young. Go look at, go, go into an airport and see. There's a certain time of year that they all start going to training camp. Yeah. I run into them at the airport often. Yeah. They are. And I mean this res with respect. Pimple faced children. Yes. They are children. Like they are 18, 19 years old, 20 years old, 22 years old. Yeah. They are young. I mean, we, I, I'll see them like, I forget where we were, maybe like Alaska. You go to certain places in the country yeah. where they're, where they're shipping out or they're going yeah. to boot camp, and you'll see them and they're children and they'll come up and they'll be like, I'm like, I forget where I saw a ton. I was with Leanne. Yeah. And I was so astounded at how young they were. Now, granted, I'm older than a lot of the people. I, mean, I think I'd be de decommissioned by now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm 50, no one's 50 in the military. No, no, I don't even think like leaders are. I think they, you wouldn't even be, yeah, yeah you'd be out. Be, I'd still be, I'd be out. Yeah. 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 So, so, so I go, you know, I'm saying all these shows, I'm going to do it. I actually called Colin Quinn. For He's advice. done a lot of. Them. I love man. You, you not. I don't mean this like, but I'm so. Uh, I jealous is the right word, but like very jealous of the relationship you have with Colin Quinn because <laughs> you guys are are really tight. Yeah, and you guys and like he has he did take yeah. you like as a mentor, and he is such a fucking legend. Even if he heard this, he'd make fun of me right now. Right. But we love everyone loves Colin so much. No, Colin is yeah yeah he's awesome and he's always been and and he was like. The thing is, like a lot of times, like, you know, when you ask like a comedian for advice or like, you know, the, the old school, they always like abuse you and make fun of yeah. you and all that and then give you the advice. So Colin, though, for this call, he was like, let me tell you something. He was like, don't ever forget that you're in charge there. OK, that you're the comedian, you're the professional, you be on your toes. It's for the Navy. They're young kids. You just be fun, be excited they're going to follow your energy. Don't worry about that. It's outside. Don't worry about it. you can't curse. Use it. Everything in, in this life, use as a challenge, use as an opportunity to make you better. You know, he was like, you used to tell me all the time when my dad, would, when I was playing basketball and I, my dad would want me to get my left hand, you know, be better with my left hand. He would tie my right hand behind my back. Like, yeah. do, he was like, think of it like that. This is practice. They've taken, get through it. Right. So I said, okay, great. So I went in there confident. We go out there. It's crazy. It's in like a, you know a parking lot, thousands of, of people. Where is it? San Diego, right, Fuck. right next to the big aircraft carrier, the USS Lincoln. So there, so 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 we're there. I'm like, holy shit! There's a band on before me, like a southern, like dope band called. I think they were called Steel and Wool, and they were crushed. I mean, these kids are line dancing. They're having like the best fucking time ever. You know, yeah. like it was wild, right? Where I was like, it almost felt like you were in the deep south. Like I was like, somebody's gonna yell the n word. And, <laughs> and so and so and so and so it was crazy, right? And so and then they and then you know like after music, comedy after music is is not. It's tough. It's tough. So then they're like, all right, you know, next guy up, you know, you know, from podcast, whatever, Chris Stefano. 
So I go up there and I'm looking out and immediately I'm like, this was a bad idea. I'm like, I, <laughs> I have too much hair gel in for this. Yeah, yeah. This is not good. So, but I look out, I'm looking at these kids and I'm like a couple of them, like I could tell, like I knew who I was. I heard a couple of yelling Chrissy's. If you yeah. yell Chrissy, I'm like, oh, then you following me. So I was like, I got to do it. And I, I got my, I have my, I had my whole 55 minutes planned. I was like, you know, cause when you got to stay clean, it's like, you, there's things. You definitely, that, the, uh, you definitely highlight what will work. Yes. So I abandoned, you know, my, my old stuff. I, I, I abandoned my new stuff. I was like, I got to go on my old stuff. Some of the stuff I've done on TV already, whatever. So then we're about eight minutes into the show. Microphone goes out, fully goes out, like out, like nobody can hear me. So I'm like, holy shit. So I put the microphone cord around my neck, like, cause I was like going to make like, a, you know, hang yeah. myself joke. And I said, I had this split decision where I said, I know that right now the microphone's not working. I turned around. I said, can we get that back on? And the guy immediately was like, the generator just blew out. We will not have any power for a couple of hours. So I was like, I'm going to have to scream my set. I said, I can't walk. Even though I knew in the contract that this is a problem. Like I could walk off and get all my money yeah. right now because it's, this is not my fault. I could be like, I don't perform under these conditions, whatever. But I was like, I can't do it to this military kids. So I was like, I'm going to scream my set. But then I said, because the, the wheels fell off already, I was like, I'm also abandoning everything that the contract said. Yeah. And I said, I'm just going to let some shit rip right now. And we're going to see what happens. Cause the first few minutes went okay. It was like, yeah. you know, it was like a neutered version of my comedy. So then I just say, you know what? I'm going to let one rip. Let's see what happens. So I say, I say, oh, they said the generator just ran out of gas. I was like, you know why, right? And some kid was like, why? I was like, because we're sending all the money to Ukraine. And they were like, <laughs> yeah. And then I swear to God, a few kids started going, fuck Joe Biden. And I was like, holy shit. And then I was like, all right, so now we're letting it rip. And then right away, I was like, look at this guy's pedophile mustache, you fucking creep. And then boom, and then started going. And then I literally had one of the best times I've had in comedy I didn't kill. I will not even try to lie and say I, that was not it. But it was like the connection yeah. with these fucking kids just screaming my set, going crazy. The guy who was like the the rules Nazi who told me a hundred times in my trailer before the show, do not curse, do not disparage the government, do not do this, do not do that. All of us, I saw him laughing. I saw there was one kid that like was saying like that he got off drugs. He got went through rehab and the army saved his life. And I was like, how many times did you fucking smoke crack with Hunter Biden? Like, you know, like shit like that, like yeah. talking about the president's son. And they were like all going crazy. And then they, they told me after the show, they were like, some of these kids that you perform for are going to get deployed and they're going to the South China Sea. Really? And they're going like within 12 to 14 hours. They're not going to be back for Dude. days and he was like you made him you made him laugh you had a good time we appreciate it and i told my agent after that even though that was a really hard gig i was like get me more shit with the military i was like because you realize like the greater good of comedy like it wasn't about the money i was like even if i violated all the rules of this contract and yeah. you're not going to give me a dollar i wouldn't matter i mean it would matter i would yeah. be like i'll sue you but i <laughs> i i i I, I meant like it really was one of the first times in my career or the first time where it like really reinforced like what we do. Like these kids are, I didn't realize that some of them are like legitimately like 
Because I've performed sometimes for the military, but it's like the National Guard and stuff, which is still cool. But it's like they're not, you know, it's just like some guy like he all, he works the at a bank. Agent. This is like these kids go to war. Like yeah. you, they these kids that you perform for, they're going to war if they're like the first wave. So oh, it's yeah. like they will get killed. Some not all those kids. Some of those kids, five years or less, they're dead in war somehow. And I'm like, because you know we're always fighting war. The, yeah. When they gave me a tour of the boat, they were like, look. The wars that make the news, it's like, he was like, it's very similar to any other industry. YouTube there, specials. There's wars that make the news. <laughs> there's uh, Netflix specials in the news. Yeah. Specials. He was like, but there's wars right now we're fighting that they don't make the news. There's proxy wars. There's things that the U.S. government is involved. Really? This, we are a war machine. Like and we'll hear about it in 10 years when they're like, yeah. that's why we had an influx of Oxycontin. It's just, yes, people going in. You know, like we are like, you know, like we would learn when we were kids at school about like, you know, the fucking Mohawk Native Americans, the the the, the, the Mongolians, Genghis Khan, the warring yeah. tribe. That's what we are. The United States, we're the warring tribe. Yeah. So it's like we're the ones sending the kids out all day, every day. I'm not saying right or wrong, but I just saw it firsthand and I was like, holy shit. I can't imagine. I can't imagine military being an option for me. No. Like I when I when I laid out all my plans for life. Military wasn't even like on no. the table, and you're from Florida, so like and that's I'm, a big thing. You're oh yeah going to the military. Well, ROTC was a big thing. Yeah, a lot of dudes did ROTC. A lot of a lot of dudes would go do what is it? Uh, not uh, what's it when you do it on the weekends? I think that's National Guard, right? Is it not? Yeah, my my cousins in the National Guard. My a bunch of dudes went did National Guard. So like yeah, and then they come back jacks. You have to go to boot camp. Yeah, and then you go to National Guard. Come back shredded shredded yeah dude i i i don't know for me it's like if i'm having a tough time mentally you know being on the road in cleveland in a nice hotel i'm not gonna make it in a bunker i'm having a hard time picking a flight to raleigh yeah because yeah. i'm like there's no sleeper beds yeah now yeah like, should we just fly private yeah maybe you should raleigh's state capital i love a good state capital get a picture in front of the capital i got really pissy about it because i was like i'm not drinking and i drink on planes yes bless you salami body <laughs> and I said to myself, like, I should, if I, and I don't want to drink on the plane. Okay. But it's really tough for me to sit still. Do you have an end date for this? Or is no. this just in That's perpetuity? The That's the fucked up part is I don't have an end date. Because you um, got to think about how we're going to sustain this. Well, I know I'm drinking on my cruise. Which is when? October 27th. Can you make it to October 27th? Dude, I, I could do the rest of my life without drinking. Right. Survey so says that's a lie. I could I easily, <laughs> I easily, easily could. I could. The problem I have is not the real honest problem I have is is genuinely probably planes. Planes is where you need to drink on planes. I have a I have I have established a very unhealthy relationship with my anxiety and dealing with my anxiety with alcohol mm -hmm. on planes. Like a very, very, very unhealthy relationship. Okay. So like I can do an hour, I can do an hour and a half flight, I can do I can do probably like two and a half hours. When we start getting into six hours, my mind starts spinning out of control. Got it. And I can't, Xanax won't work. Uh, I'm going to try. I'm going to, I like, I, it, the thing is, I can measure my buzz or measure my boredom with alcohol. I can go like, here's a cocktail and then I'm good. I'm good. Mm -hmm. I'm good. That's where I've really, I've really honestly, and I, I remember when I first started doing it and I was like, I bet you're going to die from the alcohol before you do a plane. So I was uh, like, yeah, because I, I mean, I think statistically would say yes, higher yes, chance, way higher chance to be yeah. drunk on every fucking flight you've ever been on. Right. 
Okay, how about this? How about this? Here's a solution. When you're exercising, I feel like you're also addicted to exercising. When yeah. you exercise, you go, what about flying private? If it's beautiful to have that option, why don't you bring, why don't you exercise on the plane? When you want to drink, oh, I can, you... if I fly private, I don't have to drink. Oh, you, oh, you only have to drink on commercial. When I'm, when I'm on a, com I, there's something about not being in control. But or, you're not in control in the private. Yeah, I am. I can do whatever the fuck I want. You can get behind those, those gears. I can take a little vape hit pen. Yeah. I can take a little... I can go walk up front. Hey, how's it looking, boys? Nice, right. nice, nice. Okay, so that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. I can do whatever I want on that plane. I've I've not drank on private flights. I've drank on live, but it's that's the like I don't need. I do, I'm not like someone who needs alcohol. Okay, I just go. You enjoy it. I love it. So like I will I will drink on my my cruise because I've been looking forward to this. So I'm like not gonna not drink on a cruise and fucking go hard as fuck. Like I'm gonna go hard on the cruise. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, right. And then Well, I mean, you don't have to, but you will. Like I'm doing Red Rocks. I don't need to drink at Red Rocks. Like no one here's the other thing is like on tour, no one sees me really drink. Like if I right. don't drink, no one really notices. Yeah, also your fans, and I know you know this, but just to say it yeah. aloud, your fans, if, if it was best for you to not drink, your fans would support that. hundred percent. They'll support whatever they, you they, they, they love yeah. you, not because of your drinking and they love you because they love you. I think there's a You'll have some dickheads that are like, oh, you don't get drunk anymore. Like, yeah. Shut up, you asswipe. There's a there's a there it's it's funny, but I was there's a Deion Sanders quote that I was listening. I've reached reposted on instagram yeah it was really great it i love deon sanders dude the best he is killing it right now yeah and he said colorado like, coach like i don't give a fuck about you yeah but it's funny it's it's funny like he the, said he doesn't care like what you he's like i don't care about your opinion of me i care about my opinion of me i yeah. don't care what you think of because me because think about beautiful think about what Deion, so like imagine whatever drama <laughs> you're going through on the internet right mm -hmm. uh which we've all done it at certain times I think for me, if I'm drinking, I, I'm a little more aware of it. If I'm not drinking, I'm a right. little, I'm a little disconnected right. from it. Uh, that's one of the positives of right. not drinking and smoking weed is I'm very empathetic. So, like, I read a negative comment in someone else's fucking Instagram about <laughs> <Yeah>. me. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Right. I was like, I was so cause how did I get fucking hit on this? Yeah. But I was high in my backyard and I was having a cigar, and I thought, yeah. There's people I don't like for no reason at all. Yeah. Like there are there are people I actually dislike yeah. for no reason at all. And I went, yeah, that guy, that guy, I'll give it to him. Well, it's like they're all just a part of the whole. Like an yeah. obnoxious person is just, it's all part of the, the whole like pie of life. Like, of course, there's going to be people that you don't like. There are percentage of, there's percentages in life everywhere you go, statistics everywhere yeah. you go. So it's like this idea that like people are, every person's going to like us is ridiculous it's and ridiculous. absurd. Yeah. It's of course, there's going to be people that don't like you, just like there'll be people that we don't like. They're, those are percentages of our whole for, you know, obnoxious people, people who, you know, want to take from you, people who give to you. It's all... As I read that negative comment, like, fuck Bert, I don't like Bert. All He said all he ever really does is tell the machine story, which is a, is inaccurate. It's like I have fucking, what, six specials, like, that I don't tell the machine in. So right. Like, part of me is like, yeah. whatever. But I was high, and I went, I'll give it to him. Okay. And, and, I, and I wouldn't comment on it, but I was like, yeah, there, I feel that f thing about other people. I think so. But but marijuana makes me empathetic. Okay. So we're like when I'm high, I don't deal when I'm sober. I don't deal with like any of the, the draw. I don't I don't it doesn't register the way right. it does. If I'm drinking, I'm a little more thinking about that. Right. 
Because but, I think when we're drinking, right, like, it, you know, you're, you're paralyzing a lot of your senses and that animalistic part of your brain, that survival part of your brain, that like thump, kill, survive part of your brain comes out more. Yeah. Something that has ha helped me with social media, like not being on it or very, very seldomly being on it. When only time when my social media guy's like, hey, you should take a look at this comment or how do you respond to this? Then, you know, I'll, you know, advise on, on what I think is best. But I've made it just a wholehearted decision. If I don't know you, I don't let your opinion of me sway me positive or negative. Yeah. If you're a stranger and I don't know you, including famous people, including, I don't know the president of the United States. I don't know Donald Trump. I don't know Elon Musk. I don't know them. So it's like they're, when they're portrayed on the media and some, I'll see somebody getting so irate about this person. I'm like, you don't know them. You know, a snippet of what was chosen to be shown to you. Yeah. You don't know this person at all. Did you see Emma Roberts and Bill Clinton? Uh, no, this is crazy. It's crazy. He fucked her? No, no, oh. no, he, no. So they're both <laughs> in like the Hamptons or whatever. Okay. Emma Roberts is Julie Roberts' niece. Uh, oh, she's over 18, right? Yes. Yeah, okay, is. good. Because I hope that joke, if she was like 14, I'd be like, here we go. She, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I anyway. like, I like, I, I used to think when I was a kid, I love history. I used to want to bang Joan of Arc. She died when Dude. she was like 16. They burnt her. Oh, but I still want to bang her. Yeah, I want to bang the, the depiction of Joan of Arc. I think Joan of Arc is hot as fuck. I like her fucking hair, dude. Dude, me too. She's got a bowl, like a sick bowl cut. I forgot you're as, as obsessed with history as I am. Love that. Uh, we're going to pivot in two <laughs> seconds after I tell you what Emma Roberts did. Oh, yeah. Tell me what Emma Roberts did. Can you, can you find... So what happened is Bill Clinton is walking into a bookstore okay. that Emma Roberts is walking out of. Okay. She sees... This is what it looks like. It looks like she sees the paparazzi, believes they're for her, and goes, get the fuck out of the way. What we miss is her saying, oh, shit, that's Bill Clinton. Let me get the fuck out of the way. Right. She says, let me right. get the fuck out of the way. Right. So then everyone's destroying her in the comments. You're nothing. You're a nobody. That's the president of the United, former president of the United States. Emma Roberts is like, yo, I didn't say that. Right. But it doesn't matter. Now that now that's news. And now that's the truth. The right. truth is, but what you think you heard her say. Right. Let me get the get the fuck out of the way. And it's crazy because I saw it mm -hmm. and I was sober at the time I saw it. And I went, I went, what the fuck? Yeah, it's Why would she no. think? Look, 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 okay. look, look. So she's like, get the fuck out of the way to a black guy. That's horrible immediately. Right. What she's saying is, let me get the fuck out of the way. The president's in there. It is kind of crazy that Emma Roberts and Bill Clinton are shopping at I mean, the same bookstore. It's the Hamptons, store. though. That's yeah. what... But okay, but let me ask you this. So do you think, though, now, 15 years ago, even 10 years ago, I would say... Like most people would just say what, you know, what a, what a biatch Emma Roberts is, whatever, because they were not thinking that the media lies or they're not thinking that many media manipulates. Yeah. But nowadays, I feel like a much larger percentage of people know what you know in that if you're seeing something on the news, anything on the news, you have to question, yeah. is that CGI? Is that AI? Has that been doctored? Has that been edited? You know, you have to because- the media, I think it's well known now that the media, they have to make the news. The news is such a big industry that it used to be whatever the actual news of the day is, is the news. But now the news must be manufactured because of the desire for us as people to consume it and them to make money off it. So they will make news when there is no news. Even the fact of the president, president have to have a news conference every week 
is that's just so he can say something that's stupid in a soundbite so there'll be news on it. And if Did he says know? no comment, then that's the news. So they can't get out of their own way. So this whole news machine is, I think, something that has to be like really taken with so much scrutiny. I personally watch the local news the most because I'm like, it's still, I'm sure, manufactured, but it's less. Like, I, I'm not going to let, I, I can't, yes, we're all one, we're all connected, I believe in that, but it's like, I'm not going to let some edited version of what some Ukrainian general said <laughs> scare me anymore because I'm like, I don't fucking know, dude. Maybe we didn't land on the moon. I have no idea I anymore. No idea. I, I really Does it affect my life that much if we didn't? Yeah, I, I really genuinely don't <laughs> care anymore. My main goal is to get this two-year-old potty trained because she's still, she's shitting on the floor now on a weekly basis. And I don't know how many times, I don't know if you remember when you were kids, I mean, oh, to step in human shit's a brain them. fuck. I regressed my daughters. My wife went on vacation for one week and I and Georgia stopped shitting in the potty, mm -hmm. and Isla started shitting everywhere. Right. And I and Leanne came home and was like, "What happened?" I was like, "I'm shitting everywhere too." Yeah. Like it's bad. Yeah, you just shit. Did you see the, this guy who shit all over the plane? The diarrhea that the plane had to reroute. Did no, you, but I um, I don't know the story, but I, I'm already on his team. Yeah. <laughs> because he, what kind of diarrhea is that? Like what? Oh, how do you there. get on an aircraft? No, that doesn't come out of nowhere. You know that you must have yeah. had rumblings. And then, because I think what happened was he shit in his seat. He shit his seat. And then when he was going to the bathroom, it was just fully like an uncontrollable demonic shit that was literally like hitting people in the face. Oh, I love it. They had to, could you imagine they had to reroute the flight because of your shit and fully land? How embarrassing is that? You're just sitting there in literally a oh, river. I think at a certain point you give up. You don't care. Yeah. It's like, it's like getting eaten by a shark at a certain point. You stop fighting and go in the mouth. Right. Like, I think you just go like, yeah, man, I don't know what to tell you guys. Yeah. Yeah. I've shit. I've had, I've had some of the worst. I, I, I don't, I know I've probably told this at some point in my life. When I was 10 years old, I shit my pants so bad <laughs> that I had to throw away my clothes and steal clothes out of the men's locker room and put on a man's clothes and finish <laughs> a tennis match. <laughs> I shit my pants so bad. I shit. I ran into, I had to shit. So I, I was sitting there getting ready to play tennis and I thought to myself, I should take a shit. And then I was like, I'm going right. to take a shit. And then the kid walked up. He was an Indian kid. Mm -hmm. He walked up and he's like, are you ready? And I was like, yeah, 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 let's play. So we go to start playing and do, as we're playing, I'm beating him, but I'm, I've got a shit so bad. Sure. But I'm not beating him bad enough so I can just go, I'm going to smoke this kid and take a shit. So I give up. I just go, fine, let him win. I got to take a shit. Yeah. So I throw the first set. 6-0. Yeah. I'm like, fucking, you win. Right. I race to the men's locker room at Carrollwood. As I'm going to, to, as I'm backing into the toilet, I, as I'm driving my pants, I shit mid-pant drop and shit half in my pants, half out of my pants, onto the toilet seat, <laughs> sit on it on my shirt so now i've ruined my shirt my underwear and my pants <laughs> i look down it's in my socks and i all i have are a pair of stan smiths that don't have shit on them right right so i take the stan smiths off i throw them out i throw them out like you're safe i then sit i then sit and i go like this is i'm I, i'm not i have to fix this like right. this isn't something i can just walk away from right Stand corrected. I walked away from it. I just left all those clothes in there. I walked into the shower. I rinsed off. I didn't even look in there. I just, right. I was like, everything there is gone. Right. It's dead to me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm naked. I'm naked. I'm 10 years old. I'm now jiggling men's lockers <laughs> until I find an open one. In there are a pair of pants and a shirt fucking covered in cologne. Oh. I put on a man's shirt and a man's pants. 
I take my string out of my shoe. I tie it as a belt around the man's pants. I go out and finish the match. <laughs> One shoe half fucking tied. Like, I'm literally like, I, I lose. My mom picks me up at Carrollwood at like four in the afternoon. I'm in, I smell like a different man. I sit in the car and she goes, and my mom just, I love you, mom, but she's so disconnected at times. She goes, yeah. how was your day? And I was like, are you being fucking serious? <laughs> Look at what I'm wearing. Yeah. She was like, where did you get those clothes? I was like, I shit my pants. It's the worst. It's the, okay. It's the, it's the, the, okay. The worst I've ever shit. And this is a secret. Like no one knows about this. Great. Prize picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They are the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. With the basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the special league, a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three points made plus receptions. Shut up. Want to play alongside some prize picks favorite players like rapper Meek Mill or my buddy Andrew Schultz? You can now find community plays under the promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the prize picks community each week. Prize picks even offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured for basketball and football games. If you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. I'm telling you right now, you got to go head to head with Meek Mill, right? Find out who's better. This is, if you're looking for fun on the weekend, this is where you're going to find it. Go to prizepicks.com slash Burt. And use code BERT for a first deposit match of up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash BERT. And use code BERT for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports, made easy. If you run a solo small business, you're an army of one. But you still need a CPA, a bookkeeper, separate payroll solution, and more. Let Collective take care of the paperwork while you take care of the business. Collective is the number one financial solution for freelancers, contractors, and self-employed entrepreneurs that lets you focus on your passion and not your paperwork. Let Collective handle all the paperwork you dread, like corporate formation and compliance, taxes, bookkeeping, accounting, and even payroll. The best part, it's a fraction of the cost of a CPA. Join the thousands of solopreneurs who have saved an average of $10,000 per year on taxes with their structure. Right now, Collective is offering one month free and no onboarding fee when you go to collective.com slash Bert and tell them Bert sent you. That's a $550 value for free when you go to collective.com slash Bert and Tell them Bert sent you. That's collective.com slash Bert and tell them Bert sent you. And this is a secret. Like no one knows about this. Great.
during the pandemic, his parents opened their house up to us. Okay. So we bring our tour bus to Golden, Colorado, wherever the fuck they live in Colorado. We bring our tour bus there, and they spend the day feeding us, drinking. We're, we're fucking on the boat. We're having such a great day. I wake up in the middle of the night, and I have to shit so bad. Now, it's <laughs> a long walk from our bus to their bathroom. By the time, and I'm sorry that you're hearing this now. Yeah. By the time we get to the bathroom, same, I mean, I'm talking, I'm 10 years old again. As I pull my pants down, I start shitting all in my clothes, all on the walls, all over the toilet. It's everywhere. It's it's everywhere. And and I re, I have this moment of clarity where I realize, dude, we're in the thick of this. Like, I'm cleaning this up, and I don't want to clean this up. Right. And I have to clean the whole bathroom. I have to clean the whole. I have to clean their bathroom. It's I've shit all over their bathroom. I mean, it's so bad that as I as I go, I'm done. I lift up the toilet seat. It's all under the knee underneath oh. the toilet seat. I mean, I cleaned up, and so like I use their towels. The, sure. Their towel. I use all their towels. I then take their towels and fucking hide them. Right. And I'm like, I mean, it was so bad that a couple times I sat there, like almost like the way you do when you get bad news from a doctor. Like, I gotta fucking deal with this. Yeah. Like I gotta fucking figure yeah. this out. It was so bad. I kept going, it's peanut butter. It's peanut butter. That's all I thought the entire time. What? <laughs> it's peanut butter. It's just peanut butter. It's just peanut butter. It's just peanut butter. It's just peanut butter. Yeah. It wow. was so bad, man. I've, I've had a number of those incidents. You shit yourself regularly. Oh, I shit. I told this, this is how you know you're in love. I was massaging Leanne's feet the other day. I shit through my pajamas into our pillow i shit on our pillow nice and she still had sex with me there you go that's love that's love i shit my pants a lot i shit my pants one time in front of the comedy cellar at five and five thirty in the morning running to catch a train and i was with my sister and there had been a dj that had thrown out t-shirts the night before and i randomly had their t-shirt over my shoulder We're racing to go catch a train uh, up in uh grand central station or whatever to go to, to dc I walk out. I used to live right above the Flaffle place, right by McDougal Ale House. Yeah. I used to live right there. I walk out, and I shit my pants so bad. It's 530 in the morning. It's right when the city's starting to wake up. And I go, God damn it. I take the shirt. I drop my pants to my ankles. I wipe my ass. I put the shirt in the gutter. I go, let's go. And my sister goes, no. <laughs> no. And I swear to you, I I. I went into the bathroom on the train and cleaned myself up the best I could, but we caught that train, and I wore, I did not sh take a shower. We went to dinner that night. I have no problem shitting my pants. Dude, that's like the machine story of shit. That's <laughs> that's like you found a, 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 those are a basic. There's the two shit stories. Of people. There's two types of people. People who shit their pants and people who don't shit their pants. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, and I would argue that the people who do shit their pants are living a much fuller life. Like you, all that's all these shit stories. Yeah. The hours before is you're having the time of your life. We're not talking about you got sick because you ate something. We're talking about you're shitting your pants because you've lost function in your bowels because you've had so much fun. Yeah. And so much alcohol. I like to take that, chances, which is a beautiful thing. I don't sit there. I don't. I used to have a joke, and I've, I've tried to make it work a million times. It never works, and not enough people do both of what of, of these analogies. But okay. shitting your pants is like getting a DUI. Okay. You get away with it so much where you go, it's a fart, right? Right. Or you're like, I'm a fucking mile away. Right. That you get away with it so much that you think you'll never get caught. Right. And then one night you're like, oh, I'm fucked. It hit me. I'm fucked. Like right. I'm getting pulled over. And I, I know those, um, those uh, bird dog shorts 
they, you know, because it's just like they got the built-in yeah. underwear. I shart in those all day, every day when I don't even know. Like you just rip a fart that's normal and then you take those off and you're like, what the fuck? It's going like you have a. I don't wear underwear, and so like never, that's, never. I'm not wearing. And that's it why now. you shit yourself a lot. Well, that's why, like, a people will go. I didn't realize, you know, for a long time, I didn't realize that when you have explosive diarrhea, mm -hmm. that it splashes back up. Like, okay, I, I think I told a joke about it, but like, I would shit underneath the toilet, right? So it would hit and then it would bounce back, and then you'd lift the toilet seat up and you see freckles everywhere, and then my wife would go, nice. "You need to clean that." And I was like, that's not me. She goes, yes, it is. Yeah. You shit underneath the toilet. And I go, how am I shitting underneath the toilet? And she goes, you're pushing so hard that it's hitting the porcelain and shooting back up. It's physics. And, and then she said, do you wipe your legs? And I went, no. No. She goes, well, you think it just stops at the toilet seat? I had shit all over my <laughs> legs. <laughs> and I was just putting my pants on and just going like, start my day. And then yeah, shit all over my pants. All over the upper part of your thought. Oh. You're a fascinating man. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I have a, you're a I have fascinating a, man because you're literally like beyond successful, amazing. Everybody loves you, and you shit like my two year old. It's the same. Oh, yeah. uh, it would be if I if we just went if we just zoomed in where you can't tell all we're seeing is legs, the back of the legs. I would say, is this my two year old or is this Burke Kreischer? And I don't know that everybody would get it right. I think <laughs> if people would be like, that's your two year old. Said, nope, that's Birdie Boy. There's a tour promo. That's pretty boy. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. Hey, man. Like I said, it's fun. You're living life. Do you want to hear something crazy? Yes. Steve Byrne takes a shower after he shits. Every time he shits. Every time he shits. But that's Asian. Asian customs. It might be. Yeah. It they might don't even be. wear shoes in the house. Have you ever shit in Asia? I've never been to Asia, period. Really? Where I'm, do you want to go when you travel? Would you want to travel at all? Do you care? I do, but for me, the idea of going to Asia or Australia and being so far away from my kids, especially while they're little, is just not something I want to do right now. A, a little bit older, when I would love to take the family, like yeah. next summer, I have a, I'm prepared. I'm hoping that I go to the London, the UK, for the entire summer and base myself out of London and tour around the UK. Like fuck. basically, like if I'm in New York, going to Philly, Boston, whatever. Like I'm in London, <laughs> going to Manchester and Scotland and whatever. But I'm going to yeah. bring my family. That would be bring the kids. Fun as fuck. That's what I want to do. As opposed to you know, I, I had a tour set up in Australia, and about a month before, I was like, I, I just can't do this. Really? I, I can't be away for three weeks. I just I, I for me, it's like. Just being so far away. I'm a, just a guy. I don't know why. I don't know if it's like I'm not cut out for this. If I don't, I just do not like. I just want to be home. I always want to be in New York. I just want to be near my kids. I have no idea. I know that this career isn't conducive for that all the time. No. And I'm on the road. And right now, I'm happy. I'm where my feet are. I'm happy to be here with you. I'm happy to do my shows tonight. But I'm like, if I could get to like I'm the guy if my podcast or radio or television show like something where I was like making beyond enough money to just What's stay that? how much is that price? in New York I mean see the thing well, is you need to make a year for it to be because I've always said that but then it always increases that's the thing is when I speak to Jasmine about it she's like you already make enough doing the podcast it's we already yeah. are, it's just about adjusting your life it's like you already have enough right now but it's like if you want to always fly first class or take luxurious vacations or put the kids in the top schools or buy the nice, yeah. then, then you got to keep, but if we want to readjust our life here, you can do it. So Ooh, who the I, fuck does that? That's Ari, the thing. Ari. Ari does it. Ari yeah. does it. And Ari. he's not happy.
He's not. I don't think so. No way. I mean, like, like I like I look. I, I think he is. I mean, like, it's hard for me to speak on someone else's happiness because Ari is a very f- content, fulfilled person. Yes, I think I think what Ari, but what Ari wants out of life is very different than what we want out of life. Right. Like Ari, he also doesn't have kids. He doesn't it's have different kids. when you well, have children. He he doesn't have kids. He doesn't want kids. Right. He really just wants to live. I, I take that back. I think Ari must be happy, or he wouldn't be doing what he's doing. Right. But I think. I don't know. It's weird because if I didn't have kids, I would already have, like, I would already be like, ah, eh, whatever. I can live. Then I won't go on the road as much. I'll just stay home. But because I have kids, I'm like, I got to go on the road. I got to make so much money for them. So it's like, so it's like the thing that I'm, tr- I'm trying to make money, which all- takes up time, but time is the thing that you don't get back. Money you can just replenish. So it's like this weird thing we yeah, have in our brain. But there's a, there's a thing. I, I, I think the world's filled of, with cunts. And, yes. And when, and it's a good title for an album. When they... When they say stuff to you like, you know, I, I don't mean, look, I, I know this is going to be taken out of context and it's going to come out wrong. But when they say stuff to you like, you know, you know, Chris, you, you're working hard. When's when's enough enough? That person's a cunt. Cunt. They're a fucking cunt. They, and don't, they, don't, they don't deserve to speak. Yes. I don't want to hear them speak. Yeah. I don't want to know what their opinions are on anything. Yeah. I don't when that when I know if I'm looking to buy a car, I don't want to hear what them have to say. Exactly. Why don't you lick the back of my shit legs? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck them. Yeah. Because I get that from I get that from Sony. When's enough enough? And you're like, I don't know. Are we uh, really gonna have that conversation? No one says that to a guy building roofs. Right. No one says that to the guy in the military. No one pulls that 18 year old kid no. and go, hey man, you know, you know, one thing you're not gonna get back is time. And you're having all these people tell you what to do with your time. That's kind of fucked up. You should determine what or do we say, hey man, thank you for your service. Or yeah. is there is there a point where you just go, just go, hey, shut the fuck up and say you're welcome? Yeah. Like, I, I've given I've given all of it as a, 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 a like I've given all of it. I've given everything I got. Right. I give it. I give it all. Yeah. To to for, for to to not. I mean not not selflessly, but like, but like there's compromises. There's things I've I've done compromised. Right. To 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 do something that I love. People do that. Like just shut the fuck up. Yeah. Well, because you got because really when they I think when they do that is like they want you to stop because they're like. They're like you're so you're doing so much better than me, and I I don't have the. Str- it, that's what I'm afraid. That, so, that but I but go, so you got to determine I'll it internally. You, yeah, like I go, you know, the the it, it's crazy. By the way, I just want to say that it's it's mind blowingly different looking at you now, knowing you don't have underwear on. I just thought you for sure had underwear on because there's a couple of times where those shorts are definitely. <laughs> oh, you do? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Rachel, there it is. Salami body. You definitely see my bot. I was going to say because now it's like, because there's been a couple of times where your sh- shorts are riding up. I'm like, he's yeah. got underwear. But now yeah. I know it's like, I'm you, at times you're millimeters away here from the bottom of a testicle, which I, is cool by me, but it's just something I need to mentally prepare for. I am. I am. I, yeah, I don't know why I don't wear underwear. It's. I think it's okay that you don't, but it's, it's just, just good to let you let me know because no problems. Do you with wear it. underwear? I do wear underwear, but I. But I'm rethinking that. Boxers. Boxers. Unfortunately. Boxer briefs. Boxer briefs. I'm not a tidy whitey guy. I like. Yeah, but that's because you're from New York, and that like yeah. when you guys when you take a girl home and and lay her in bed, that's your look. Right. Like in Florida, you lay a girl in bed. And your pants come off, and it's like I'm already naked. I'm already, yeah, I'm ready it's to like, go. Yeah, like, and I think too, I went to an all boy Catholic high school, and it was me like, too. What, what UFC was one of those things where, like, when I was on playing basketball, it's like, you know, I, you would get in the shower, and I would be like, you know, I'd get in the shower with my bathing suit on, and then like, yeah, it's weird, and then Wait, for real, yeah, and then it was like that reverse psychology where, like, you know, some senior 
would be like, what do you, when you bathing suit on, what are you, gay? Yeah. What are you fucking gay? Let that's, me see your dick. Yeah, that's what and we then, said. So that's then, what we said. Yeah, exactly. Which is true. It's like, you're gayer. <laughs> you'd be, it's more straight if I just go butt naked and let you see my dick and balls. And if I'm in a no, bathing no, no, suit. No, 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 It's gay no, to no, be in the no, bathing no, suit. No, 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 When you came in a bathing suit. That's, that's gayer. By the way, I would have loved been able to wear a bathing suit when I was a freshman. Yeah. I was so terrified getting yeah. naked in front of other boys. Yeah. I remember, I remember, I'm sorry, keep their names in because they're they're two solid dudes. Three, Tom Young, Truett Gardner, and Thompson Rankins were in ninth grade and I was in eighth grade. Okay. And I was getting, I, I was leaving Berkeley Prep and I was going to Jesuit the next year and we were all played football together. And they're like, yo, we're going to take a shower afterwards. And I was like, oh, cool. And th th talk about like well-rounded dudes, right? Okay. They're a year older than me. And they're like, hey, man, you want to take a shower? And I was like, oh, I'm good. And they're like, hey, it's okay if you're nervous getting like naked around us. You can wear boxers. And I went, what? And they're like, yeah, man, wear boxers. Don't worry about it. They're like, yeah, we understand. And I was like, really? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, are you guys wearing boxers? And they're like, well, no, we're not really uncomfortable. So we'll be naked, but we can wear boxers if you want us to. I was like, no, but I'll wear boxers. And they're like, cool. So I took a shower in boxers. I'm in eighth grade. I was like, oh, that was cool. That was so fucking nice. So then I go to the new all boys Catholic high school. And I was like, I think I'll just wear boxers. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, yeah. like, what? They're like, take your pants off. Yeah. Like, huh? Huh? Yeah. Huh? Huh? And I was just so traumatized. I tried to get my dick hard. Yeah, it was yeah. such a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> you it can't was, say that word anymore now. What? Dick? Oh, <laughs> yeah, I think I just saw Shane special. You definitely can. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. I mean, yeah. Ed, hey, just bleep it out for me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, you. I I think you can say it if you mean if you say that you are called it. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, I, I, I heard Shane special uh, hours like the one of the best hours in years. I, I, well, it's amazing. You know, you know, it's so funny. I just watched I, I put it on in the gym. I, I, I run. I only watched the first five minutes of a special. I've seen that special probably 30 times. Like actually, actually live. seen it. Right. But I've never seen the front of it. I've never seen it from the audience. Because you're seeing it at the end. No, no, no. Because I, I watch it from side stage. Oh, got it. Got I've it. only seen it from side stage or I've never seen his facial expressions. Yeah. I didn't realize he it was so animated. Yeah. And oh, I, yeah. And it's I, great comic. I watched it and I went, oh, this is really fucking phenomenal. I texted him. I was like, yeah, I texted him this morning. It, it feels like I was talking about this last night with Andrew Santino. It feels like Shane's special coming. I think it came out today. Came out today. At midnight, right? Like that's one of those specials that like you already know. Like it's you already know it's get getting him to the next level, even beyond what he is now. Like it's it's already like it's just happening. Yeah. yeah. He's well, here's the deal is like I I you know I've I've taken him I've taken him out with me a number of times. The Super Bowl to fully loaded both years. I've I've been with him a lot. I've watched him. I've watched the audience receive him mm -hmm. at different times in his career. And when we were at the Super Bowl, I thought that's fucking. This is this is something's happening. Like I can I can sense it. So I've seen it happen for I've seen it happen for me. I've seen it happen for Tom. I've seen it happen for a lot of different people. Right. And when we did fully loaded this year, it was crazy they and went I nuts went, for him and i went wow yeah i was like this is about to pop and he had just taped his special and i was like how did it go and he gave me like a nod like i fucking 
Good. I, I got it. Good. And so it's, uh, and I think it's a, it's a, it's a perfect storm. I know this isn't stuff that he would want to hear said about him, but like, I yeah. think there's a, you know, there's a huge pushback of people going like, fuck you. Don't tell me what's funny. Right. And the audience members. Well, well, Shane's one of those guys, in my opinion, he's funny in any generation. Like some guys are getting, and, and, it, and it's okay. Yeah. I, mean, I might even be one of these guys that like, maybe I'm only having a little bit of success because of the generation. No. But I'm just saying like, if yeah. I, he's definitely not though. He's like, if it was 1950, he'd be where he's at. Versus I think if he'd it was be progressive, it was 1950. <laughs> right, right. Right. I'm saying like, he's, it's, he's not a, um, it's not like, oh, cause of TikTok or no. it's like, he's just any algorithm, any medium. He's just going to the top. He does, he's, so that's I, good. Well, I think he's it's very, good to see. There's a lot about him yeah. that I would break down that I, that I think make him very funny. But number one and across the board is he he's actually a really great comedian and it's a great it's a great hour. I watched I watched how, like the beginning and then I put it on mute and watched just watched it and yeah. read it as I worked out. I watched it again. I've, I've seen it before, but I I told him I was like this is gonna be he's yeah. not gonna like what it does to him. Right, right. But sadly, sadly, so that, that a guy like up. me doesn't mind it. Because I, I'm always been a little bit of a whore. You're like life of the party. Kind I like of to have a good time. And if if you ask me, like, do I like being famous? Yeah, I do. I don't mind it at all. I actually enjoy it. Yeah. And when someone says, good for you. It, I'm sure there's times where it's it's taxing on my family. It definitely is. We right. were at Target the other day doing a road trip, and uh, someone got on the loudspeaker and was like, "The machine is in the fucking building." Yeah. And I heard people scream. Yeah. And my daughter's got really upset, and Leanne went and chastised the manager and was like, "Yo." He's with his family. He's trying to have a moment. And I was like, "Fucking let it go." Who gives let a it shit? go. I mean, like, yeah, like no one, everyone in my family forgets what it's like to see. They forget. I go. They were. I, I was with them when they saw Sandra Bullock at Sebastian's show. They saw Sandra Bullock. Yeah, I, it wasn't Sebastian. It was. Uh, it was. It was uh, Rush. We went and saw not Rush. Uh, Queen. Okay. We went and saw Queen with Adam Lambert, and uh, we were backstage. We got backstage passes, and and they saw Sandra Bullock. And my daughters lost their fucking shit. Sure. And my wife lost her fucking shit. And they wanted to go up and get a picture. And I had to stop them and say, hey, she's just here watching a show. Let her let her over time. They forget what that. They forget what that's like when right. you're in like rural when you're in Coos Bay, fucking San Francisco or California, and you're at a fucking target and all or wherever the fuck we were, and you're a fucking you've never really met a famous person, and all of a sudden you find out that someone you've seen is in the building. Yeah. It's fucking thrilling. It's cool. Yeah, uh, but like, but Shane is about. It's about to happen to Shane. Yeah, because everyone in every Walmart and Target is he's going about to be their favorite fucking. I was comedian. yeah yeah I was you that is you too like they should just put your face in the Target sign. You're a fan. You His, are Target. He is, and I and I'm curious to watch that because like Tom definitely pushed back from it and was like I do not want to be recognized he told people don't fucking come up and talk to me yeah like there's it's interesting to see how people deal with it yeah, Ari's like that Tom's interesting because I feel like Tom will have the arena sold out in the town and could walk past the arena in the middle of the day and there might be people that don't say anything to him I mean his fans will go crazy but it's like no, he's, he's done a good fans won't give they, him. he's he's been able to do so well and also maintain his anonymity well as well like yeah, he's he's, he's at very, the top of the game but yeah he's we have we've had people come up to us and they'll recognize him and think it's me. Right. And they'll be like, yo, you're Bert. And he'll be like, nope. Yeah. He's like, no, you're the Kool-Aid guy. I saw you in the Kool-Aid clip. And he'll be like, nope. And then That's I'll interesting. walk up and they'll be like, shut the fuck up. Wait, is he the bald guy on the show? And like, yeah. like and we went to we went to uh, NASCAR. He maybe got recognized like five times. I got recognized like 500 times. I believe it. And yeah. he was, 
he was blown away, but I think he also didn't put himself out on social media the way I do. I'm all over TikTok. Like, it's just a way you approach. Yeah, it depends what you like, want. It's like it's like your method is right and his method is right. It's just what wrong people with want. Either yeah. one. I kind of wish I'd played his game a little bit. Right. Because it can be overwhelming. Do you ever feel as big as you are disconnected from comedy because you're yeah. because like the kind of um, good old days of it for you or like like you live in the nostalgia where it was like it, it's, it's still about the comedy now. But you know what I mean? When it was like literally like comedy, it's just about comedy where now you've gone to a height where it's like it's arenas. It's big, big crowds. The comedy clubs are few and far between type yeah. thing. Do you feel like a disconnect ever? Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I feel like. uh Sometimes I, it's I, I I romantically look at like dudes hustling mm -hmm. and go, that's right, man, that's what it's about. Because I, I have so much on my plate, meaning like just ticket accounts in general. I, I'm, I'm, I'm my, I have a staff here, but I have a staff when we tour on the road of like twenty seven, right. and I, I need to make sure I cover everyone's nut. And I gotta, I have a stage that I've rented that's really expensive, and like right. there's just a lot of overhead and. Sometimes if you if you let it, comedy will be the last thing you think about. That's what I, yeah, and and then you go, I, like I I during fully loaded. I don't mean that I phoned it in, but I definitely did. I definitely wasn't taking fun chances that a comedian takes. I was telling what I knew worked because I I had so much that I had to deal with on a daily basis. Right, setting lineups, people schedules, getting talent from one place to another, getting talent accommodated, planning activities during the day, making sure we had mushrooms, making sure we had alcohol, making sure yeah. like making sure my film crew was there and everyone was accounted for, making sure we had edits, watching edits, making sure edits got posted. Like it was such a fucking thing where I was like where I actually told uh I had a conversation with my agent manager and I was like, "Yo, if, if we're going to do another special like I got to get out of arenas because like, it's just too much. I want to just go back and do yeah. like a nice 18 month theater tour yeah, and really focus on the material and just be like theaters are set up and plug and play. Right. You show up in the tour bus, you do two shows. You don't have to worry about ticket sales. Everything sells out fucking the in pre-sale. Right. I mean, when you're in an arena, they kind of never sell out. Right. There's always tickets available. Well, if you start selling good, they'll add another show. Right. So, Right. Because they, they always have money. They want to set it up that they always have money to make. Right. So, like, they'll just, yeah, pull back more curtains. Yeah, let's keep going. Let's keep going. Yeah. Let's fucking run until the wheels come off. Yeah. So, I, I would love to get, like, a theater tour where you just, like, everything's clean and you're just, like, out for, like, 18 months. Right. Run the material. Right. Work the material. Don't think about promoting shows. Don't right. think about anything. I would right. love that. And it's wild because 10 years ago, you it's not like you were always aiming for this. This just happened naturally for you. I just wanted, I never wanted to do theaters. Mm. I wanted to do clubs. I was like, I'm a club comic. I'm a club, I'm fun in the clubs. I was so good in clubs. Like I, I'm a good comic, <laughs> I believe. But man, I will tell you the things I was a fucking, first of all, I never had a set. I went up and I was, and I mean this respectfully, like I watch dudes do crowd work clips these days. I was like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, dude, comedy 15 years ago was, I'm saying, the wild wet. Because no one got specials. Right. And then once everyone started getting specials, then you started focusing on the material. Right. And everyone started like really kind of dialing in their chops. And, right. and then like little tricks. Like uh, I've seen them. I've seen them in some people's special when they'll pretend to do crowd work where are you from oh yeah oh yeah yeah jersey and then they tell their jersey joke right no, you can't do that i i couldn't do that you can't do that in a theater you can you can yeah 
But like, you can't do that in a theater the way you could right. in clubs. I mean, every joke I had was started with a crowd work, and then I'd tell you my bit, and it seemed improvised, and it was like, well, this guy's fucking brilliant. Yeah, I used to be a much better comic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you feel more connected or less connected to your kids now that they're older? More, way more. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's good to hear. Way more, because I know them. I've known them for so long. It sounds, sounds silly, but their nuances are hysterical to me. Right. Like, hysterical. Right. Like they're little things that they try to get away with. Mm. I find fucking comical. Right. Like I led a day. I had to drive her to school. I had to work out at nine and I had this at 1030. And so I had right. a tight schedule. She goes, hey, can you take me to school today? And I'm like, no. She was like, please. And I was like, okay. She can get a matcha. And I'm like, you're lactose intolerant. <laughs> she was like, I know, but I only drink half. And then I, we're halfway there and I look and it's gone. She goes, I'm not feeling so good. I go, <laughs> yeah. and I just, it, but it's, it's so, and then she Even goes. Even if she only drank half, it's still going to fuck yeah, her up. Yeah, she goes, she goes, let's <laughs> turn around, let's go home. I was like, no, we're at school. Yeah. Like, she goes, I got to take a shit, take me home. And I was like, take a shit at school. Now, Georgia, her sister's going into surgery, right? She had surgery today. And Isla texts Leanne in Georgia. Hey, I need someone to pick me up. I got to take a shit. George is like, I am going into surgery right now. Yeah. <laughs> George and Isla goes, but my stomach hurts. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Dude, the fucking, I, I, it, I, Isla has gotten to a place where Isla, because she's so like me and Georgia is, George and I butt heads like crazy. Like right. we are identical. You'll see that like one will pick, you have two, right? Two. You one will yeah. pick, one will be like your wife and one will be like you. Right. And you'll oddly enough, you'll team up with the one that's not like you. That's right. gonna be your buddy. Cause right. Leanne and Georgia, fucking thick as thieves. Right. They, Georgia, when she goes to college, she writes notes around the house where she knows Leanne goes and leaves them for her. Uh, hey mom, I love you. Right. I miss you. I don't get a fucking note. I was right. like, I was like, you get a note? I go, no. No. <laughs> we don't get fucking notes. No. <laughs> not at all. Yeah. Uh, how long have we been doing? Oh, we've been on like an hour and a half. Yeah. What time? What time do you show tonight? Um, tonight I have eight o'clock. Oh, you're just there tonight and tomorrow. Tonight and tomorrow. Yep. One tonight, two tomorrow. Oh, you, and then you go because probably our most our our biggest clip we've ever done was when we both cried when I yes. was drunk in the morning. Yeah, that was great. Um, and that was, was all great. organic. Somebody somebody messaged me once about that and was like, "Enough's enough with this stage bullshit." And I'm like. If you think that, if you think I'm that good of an actor, you're out of your fucking mind. Yeah, someone's tell him to send that to fucking Hollywood. Yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah. No, that was. Uh, but I'm curious because I know that I have not. I'm curious. I I've had a lot of people that I really respect. You know, that's how I met uh, Israel Adesanya. How he saw that clip? Oh, really? And then he hit me up, and he was like, "Yo, this is fucking. This is really awesome. Like, yeah, you guys are great dudes, and yeah. whatever. And that's how I." Yeah. Kind of became friends with him. Yeah. But so, and a lot of people, and I'm being real with you, a lot of black dudes. Yeah. A lot of black dudes hit me up. They're like, this is like the realest shit I've ever seen. Right. Um, As opposed to like, you're right. I've gotten a lot of white cunts. Yeah. That are like, they're like, enough. Yeah. Enough. Yeah. Rogan cried about his dog. We get it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know. And black so, people are better. <laughs> they just, you know, they're, e they're easier to get along if with. If you go to heaven, I would rather God be a black I dude. want to go to the black part of heaven for sure. If he, uh, I hope Deion Sanders is there. 100%. And he's like, play my theme music. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Did you see that? Uh, Dude, no. Deion Sanders is the fucking greatest. Wait, I want to, but I want, we should probably close with, so you said, you. we talked about it, 
And you said, does it any get better, ever get better? And I said, no, it actually gets worse. <laughs> yeah. But I'm curious how you're dealing with, because you're still touring. Yep. You're still just as successful. Yeah. You're you're working probably the same amount. Like, how, do, how are you dealing with it? So I have made a decision now to just be where my feet are. I used to be have half my brain at home, half my brain on the road, and that was not doing well for them and it was not doing well for me. So now I've just made a decision. If I'm here, I'm here. And then when I'm home, I'm home. That's a really, do you read that in a book or something? Be where my feet are. That's a fucking uh, great statement. I, I'm sure I read it somewhere. And if it's from somebody's book that I'm misremembering, I'm I'm sorry. But yeah, I'm sure I be read it somewhere. Be where my feet are. Yeah, be where my feet are. And I'm like, that is just like staying in the present, which is the hardest thing to do. But that's what I do. And I think about like what I want, like, my life is now, like I said, like more about balance where like, you know, if, 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 if ticket sales and money are down, well, time with my, that, that must be because time with my family is up. And mm -hmm. so, and so I try to like connect in it that way, but just staying where my feet are being in the present and doing that and only really doing what I want to do this, this idea of being the greatest to ever do it. I want to be that, but to my kids, not to, yeah. I don't, cause I, it's very like, for me, it's like no matter what, no matter how grandiose we make ourselves, which I think is important. I think our ego is important. I think you have to use that, especially in the type of career we have, athletes, entertainers. Like you got to be like, I'm going to be the best. Channel it. Great. Oh. But it's like, you know, Alexander the Great conquered the whole world. And like then he died one day and it's and nobody cares. It's over. So it doesn't yeah. matter how big All you, anyone says about him is he was gay. Well, I'm sure he was. I think he was. You know, I'm sure most Greeks were. I saw were. the movie. He hooked up with Jared Leto. Yeah. Colin Farrell's gay. Colin Farrell's gorgeous. I saw him in person oh, one time. Yeah. He's gorgeous, and he does the thing 100% of the time. Mm -hmm. Skinny jeans, uh, tall work boots that are like, man, like, they're, they're crisp work yeah. boots. Uh, I like fucking, Colin Farrell. Uh, button shirt to his belly button with a mm -hmm. long leather with a silver feather yeah. on there with the fucking hair and the sunglasses and, like, the bracelets and the rings. We were looking. He was looking at a house for his sister. Mm-hmm. And I went room to room and just stared at him. Yeah. Yeah. Smells was, good too, right? They were like, what do you think about the house? I go, I'll take him. And they're like, what? <laughs> I was like, I want him. And I love. He's gorgeous. Colin Farrell, gorgeous man. Beautiful man. Great lips. So I, I think that's how I think about it now is just kind of, uh, I try not to put so much pressure on myself because it's very easy. You know, Instagram and getting off social media, what I realize it's a comparison tool. That's what social media mostly is, is you're comparing yourself to others and then you're comparing yourself to yourself and it's comparison. Teddy Rose, I think I said this on the last podcast, my favorite quote, Teddy Roosevelt, comparison is the thief of joy. And I'm like, I take that or I'm human, so I'm still going to compare and all that. But I really try to just only think about if I'm a good father and and the kids have what they want, then I'm successful. It doesn't matter where my tickets or money is. I, I that's what that's a, I use comedy and this as a vehicle to give them a better life and to just that's what I want. Like I, I don't yeah. know. And and by the way, if you're not that guy, that doesn't mean you're a bad dad. It's just I I just think of my life that way. And yeah. maybe it is at times a crutch because maybe that takes the pain away of me not selling out five shows because. I'm like, oh, well, don't, you know, yeah, so-and-so sold out five shows, but I'm, you know, better because I'm a better dad. So it's all, I think we all do it. But for yeah. me, it's like, for me, it's like, I just want the, the most important thing is the kids and my family. So I'm like, whatever's making, giving them the best life, I'm happy with. And right now this is it. But I'm also the type of person where I didn't grow up 
knowing everything about comedy, dreaming about comedy, knowing everybody's special. I didn't, I didn't, I have no idea. When I started doing open mics and meeting like guys that consume comedy, like the Mark Normans of the world, like he's one of the first guys I met an open mic. Like they know everybody's special. They know everything about, and which is beautiful, but oh. I just didn't grow up that way. I kind of just started comedy because I was like, I want to tell fun stories about my dad. Like, that's all I want to do is like, I had a relationship with my father where he, you know, didn't live with me. So, and that would make me really upset. So I would, you know, tell stories, you know, my dad would do fun stuff, but then I would also create stories about my dad. Like sometimes my dad wouldn't make the right decision, you know, and I would create this character of a dad that actually did make the right decision and then tell those stories of like a pseudo version of my father. Like it's not really my father. It's like this decision I wish he made and I would to put that and that would be the story and the comedy. Yeah. So it was like a coping mechanism for me in the beginning. And then it just became my career, but I'm not that guy. That's like, I need to live, breathe, sleep comedy. So I'm saying very easily for me, cause you know, I have a, you know, was a physical therapist. I, I'm very easily that guy that could slip out of this and just be like, and I wouldn't make a grand announcement. I w I'm not that, I would just be like, I just do something else now yeah. and still stay connected. Like, it, I, I don't know why. And maybe that's a fucking, maybe that is crippling depression. I don't know. But I know that when I hear the like, some of my peers, they're like, I got to go get it. I got, I, I, I don't, I just don't feel that. I, I don't know why. Um, and no, I'm sure that it'll cost me at some point, but I'm just, you know, bracing. No, there's, uh, I remember, Ari knew everyone who was a agent and a manager and a casting agent mm -hmm. and like a booker. I, Ari knew everyone. Tom right. knew everyone. Like, right. and I never knew anyone. I never, I never cared. Right. But I also, I, I did care. Meaning, like, I wished I did, but I just could never. I could never remember all these people that they knew that were important in the business. And I always felt like it was a detriment to my career. Now looking back, it's not a detriment at all. Like you go. I'm, I'm just, I just do stand up. I did not come at this. Right. I didn't like, you're right. Like I, I, you can death by comparison sure. is, is a way to do it. And there's a lot of guys that are just killing them. I came at this cause I was written up as a party animal. Right. And I was like, I was like, this would be a cool job. Yeah. I never gave a fuck about, I never cared about Woody Allen. Yeah. I, I, I've, I've, I've never I've, really, I only saw Woody Allen movies for the first time in my life, like two months ago. I had no yeah. idea what movies he made, even any directors. I don't know what they're doing. I've never seen, you know, uh, Spaceballs or what. Oh, Spaceballs is pretty no, good. No, I know. I'm sure yeah. that these things are great, but I've just never. There's I, there's comedy nerds yeah. who fucking live, breathe, and eat it. And they're so valuable because they will turn you on to cool shit. Right. The cool thing about comedy is once you get into it, you run into some comedy nerds who are like really like get right. you deep on some stuff. And, and then there's people who like, I feel like I'm more like of a. I don't know if I, I don't, I'm not Johnny hustle. Right. Like I'm not, I'm not Pete Rose. I'm not like, like right. watch how hard I'll play. I'm just right. like, I just want to like, I'm like, want to have a good time. Yeah. And I showed up here cause I wanted to have a good time and like, seemed like you could drink and no one said anything. And it seemed like if you wanted to yeah. smoke pot, no one's going to say anything. And if you want to say wild shit, they were going to be cool with it. And I, I don't, yeah, that's, I, it's, yeah, like, it's an interesting take because what you're saying is, yeah, it, it, like, I watch some dudes who, yeah. look, it looks like they don't enjoy the comedy part of it. Yeah, which is like the whole reason why we started is because it was like just cathartic for me. So it's like, I don't want to let the business like overwhelm me because the people around us will, it's their job to have it overwhelm you so they can make the most money. And I'm not begrudging them for that. It's all part, I get it. But for me now, I'm just like, I try to control my output, not my outcome. It's like, I'm just trying to control what I can do. 
what I'm outputting each day. And then the outcome will be what it will be. As long as your kids are, that's my only barometer. It's like the children are happy. The children are healthy. They're safe. My family is good. My girlfriend and I are as connected as we've ever been in our life. So then who cares if it's a bonus that I have 10,000 tickets sold in New York City. That's amazing. Yeah. But I'm not going to, that's not going to be the thing. It can't be the thing that defines you. It does not define. One yeah. day you, it just, yeah, one it day, guess what? We're all going back Louis to the comedy C. clubs. did the Madison Square Garden. Sure. Did Madison Square, and then one year he did the theater. Yeah. Now, granted, he had, you know, some issues going on, but it, it, happens. it happens. It happens to everyone. D Dane Cook, Dane Cook, was, you know, Andrew Dice Clay. I mean, they, they, you know, they all, it all comes, it'll come down for you. It, it's, yeah. it, but that doesn't devalue you. Not me, but like, right. I think a lot of people right. will see right. it. Segura, it's happening too. The, uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. but, no, but you're right. I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed every aspect. And if you told me like, I, I keep going back to hilarities. Mm -hmm. I go if you told me club. next time I go to Cleveland, yeah. I, I can't play uh, Rocket Mortgage. I got to do hilarities. I'd be like, are we adding late shows? Yeah. And by the way, I'm definitely drinking if we're doing that. Oh my god, Fuck. that pizza in the basement. Oh. oh hell yeah, they give you a fucking baseball bat with your name on it. I get angry when people don't want to sit and and hang after. The, uh, why am I? I'm like romanticizing about comedy clubs right now. Yeah. Um, uh, well, good, good man. I I, I fucking. Yeah, by the way, I don't know, like sometimes like I'll I'll say something like that and if you'd be like, you know, that may work for you, but there's other people and you've got this career and what about me? And I'm like, I, I don't whatever you want to do. I don't I I'm just telling you what works for me. You can absolutely hate what I do, but it's like Deion Sanders says, it's like I'm not I, I don't really it's not that I don't care about your opinion means I I'm dismissing you. It's just like yeah. I can't let your opinion affect me. I, I feel like this works for me now. I feel good now. And it's interesting. I feel you ready for this? This is a weird thing. I actually want to bring this up to you because of how successful you are. So I wonder if you felt ever felt this. So I feel, you know, like I said, I got I've always I'm a New York guy. You know, I've Radio City, the most iconic venue in New York, sold out. And then the next night the theater at Madison Square Garden almost sold out. So for a New Yorker, it's like holy shit, right? Yeah. It's like, this is the pinnacle. This is what, it's beautiful to sell tickets in other cities, but hometown, that's it. That's what I'm going for. So things are going good. You know, other cities aren't as good, but New York City, the pinnacle, the dream, it's, uh, it's uh, you can't believe it. And I feel the most connected with my family and my kids and my home life and me as a person as I ever have in the last, let's call it 10 years, but the most disconnected from comedy. But I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I yeah. feel like I'm not even in the business anymore, <laughs> which I know that I am because of the shows I'm doing. But yeah. I'll say to myself, well, you sold those tickets four months ago when you were in the business. Now you're not. And yeah. and so it's this thing where I don't know like what it is. So I feel connected on one front and disconnected on another. And maybe that's just life. Maybe this is what life is, the balancing act that you'll have to only rarely will you fire on all cylinders. But I just it, said that. You, I just said that to my wife. Yeah. I said that if if I take if I take any time off any time off and right now I'm I'm coming at the end of f five or seven weeks of taking off. Okay, at the that's a significant amount of time, man. It's a lot of time for for, me. for us for guys like us. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, no, granted, I've been podcasting and but yeah, I have but not been on the road. The road is different. I'm doing stand up, but I'm just doing it at clubs. And mm -hmm. and uh, I said to my wife, I was I was five days my first five days off on the fifth day i said to her i uh i lost it i'm out of comedy like i'm i'm fucking i'm disconnected from comedy i don't feel like i do it wow. anymore you five days in holy shit five days into it, and she said to me i said i don't even feel like anyone 
does anyone even remember me? Like, I mean, like, I feel like I, I, I you're being get, serious. I was being dead serious. Yeah. I was depressed and I was in bed. Now, granted, I also hadn't drank in five days. So there's a lot, probably a lot of right. things going through my head. And she said to me, you just six days ago, you were in Montreal and you won comedian of the year. Mm. You just won comedian of the year. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, but that was six days ago. <laughs> right. And she was like, you're being serious. Like, well, I'm being dead fucking serious. Right. What am I doing this year? Like, I got tickets to move in Raleigh. I got tickets to move in Atlanta. Right. I got Houston, Dallas. I got back-to-back -back Houston and Dallas. I got to move tickets there. I always am looking forward. But I think I think that's what keeps you young. You know, Joe Paterno died like two months after he retired. And I was like, I go, I go. maybe I'm just a shark. And right. Ju I just got to swim. Keep moving. I got to keep swimming and keep moving. And, and now that I'm about to head out on the road, I've gotten so comfortable, I go, I kind of like being on the outskirts. Right. I don't know. You know, I stopped looking at people's stories because I'd always look at everyone's stories. Sure. Like, and then I just stopped because I was, because it was making me depressed. I was like, I was like, God damn it, man, that's a big fucking theater. Where the fuck did, when did Shane do a show with fucking Chappelle? That's cool as fuck with Aziz. Aziz was there? Oh, wait, I want to know what, like in comedy, I go, see, that's I very get... interesting to me that you see that stuff and even you at your level is like, in a, in a way comparing where you're like, how come I didn't go to Chappelle's show where it's like, you can do this. Oh, no, no I, I wanted, I was like, I want to hear the, I love Chappelle's easily top 10, top five hangs, top two hangs in comedy. Yeah. You're going to get. And I was like, and Shane was with him. And I was like, fuck, I wish I'd texted Shane. I went, he was with Aziz on sorry. Like what did Shane and Aziz talk about? Cause I know Chappelle likes both of them. They both got canceled. What the fuck? Like, and so I just saw that. I just saw that today. And I, and yeah. I was like, I was like, I was like, I want to get back into comedy. But then once you're in comedy, once you're in comedy, my anxiety disappears. Right. I'm just on the tour bus. Interesting. So when you have all those things, when you're saying, I got to move tickets and rally, I got to do this. There's not a part of your brain that's like, why do I want to like live in that pressure all the time? You look at it the opposite way and say, this is what actually gives me life. Yeah. That's that, interesting. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. It gives, it makes me, yeah. I think it keeps me young. I think it makes me. Uh, if I could fucking somehow fold health into there. Right. Because there's a little bit of this little sparkle of Tinkerbell that goes like, hey, man, you just landed off a six-hour flight. Let's have cocktails on the bus. And you're like, right. wait, what are we doing? Right. Like, I don't know, man. Maybe the little bar of mushrooms before you go to bed. Huh? Wait, I thought we were going to be healthy. Fuck that. Be healthy tomorrow. Yeah. If I could just get that under control. Right. I don't know. There's, I'm a mess, Chris. No, you're not. I'm, you're, I'm, a, I'm a mess. We started in the beginning of the podcast saying this is the best you felt. No carbs or sugar is, in 30 days. Dude, you're doing and my, good. And my head is really clear. You haven't shit in the back of your legs in months. Yeah. My shoes look tight. Your shoes are fucking my tight. My legs look good. You look good. This is the but, healthiest I've seen. Your skin looks good. My skin looks good, You do right? look good, dude. Your skin, when you you went on Rogan and you were Thank like, you. I haven't drank in like a month or whatever. Yeah. I, I don't know if I texted you. Because I may, I, maybe I didn't, but man, I was like, God, he looks fucking good. Thank you. And you, and you know, some people go like, ah, fuck, dude, you stop drinking, he's no fun. I like being inspired by people that take like big chance, like they go, I'm going to change some stuff around. Yeah. I don't have any rules with me where I am all this at this time and I yeah. am all this at that time. It's like even somebody, listen, if you got to get sober, not, I'm not you, I'm saying yeah. in general, somebody's got to get sober and they can't touch the alcohol for 30 years for the rest of their life because they know what it does to them. Good for you. That's a strict rule. Good for you. Yeah. For me, I don't have that problem with alcohol. So it's like, if I don't drink for three months, I'm not saying, like, I can break it right now and have a cocktail. And it's like, I'll be fine because I don't want to, I think if you're so strict with yourself and so yeah. rigid, eventually you're, something's going to fucking snap. Well, that, gotta be what flow. you just said, what you just said was the big, 
it was a moment that I had like like two days, two days, three days before I before I got started this little health kick. I said to Tom, and and I was partying. Mm-hmm. I was partying a lot, and I said to Tom, "What if I told you you could never have a drink again?" He'd be like, "I don't care." And I went, "Wait, hold on, you don't care?" And he goes, "No." I said, "You can never have another drink." And he goes, "I I don't think I've had a drink in like three months." And I went, "Well, you haven't had a drink in three months." And he was like, "Maybe I have. I don't know." I went, "Wait, you don't know?" And he was like, no. I said, when was the last time you smoked pot? And he was like, fuck, I could not tell you. Right. I said, like, a cigar? And he was like, yeah, like two weeks ago with my neighbor. And I was like, wait. Right. I was like, there's a world that that happens where you you don't know if you have had a drink. If I haven't had a drink in three months, I would argue 6.5 million people will know. I will tell that <laughs> right. on every, I'll tell that on two bears. Two, I'll, I'll say it every podcast I'm on, you will know. I have not had a drink in 75 days. I will tell that to everyone. Right. It will be on my Instagram feed. I will do a promo video right. about it. You will, I will be selling it. I will do, everyone will know. Right. And I was like, wow, that was a cool thing for me to hear. Cause like, yeah, but, but maybe there, like for me, I, I agree. I'm more like with Tom. Like if you told me I can never have alcohol again, I would be like, I would be like, I could deal with that. If you told me I can never have muffins again, now it's a little bit like I don't know that I can live. But so the same power yeah. alcohol has over you, muffins have over me. But it's true. It's funny, but it's true. So it's like people want to go all in and be like, I'm better than you because I don't drink. It's like, well, that's just not your vice. It's man. not your thing. Something else is your thing that you don't give a fuck about. You can't fuck chicks on the road. What kind of some fucking waitresses? Yeah, yeah I got to start fucking guys. <laughs> I'm not gay. Um, Dude, I love you to death. I love You're you, You're the man. fucking best. You really are the best. I'm really glad. Out of all the things I'm happy for, I'm happy I started a podcast because I got to know, yeah. legit got to know dudes like you. Yeah. I, I love you're you. So fucking talented. I love you. But you're so mo- you're so fun to just hang with. Yeah, I love you, and, and uh, I love you, more. and I love you, and I fucking and I know you. you're not wearing underwear. And you know I mean it. I do know you mean it. I, I do. really do know you mean it. That's yeah. the thing. Like I don't think you say stuff to us like that's just like oh I'm just saying it to be nice. I'm like you genuinely mean that. We could all feel that. I'm gonna listen to the 1975 tonight. I'm gonna smoke a joint and sit on my back porch and listen to the 1975. I want you to listen to the 1975 and wreck that toilet bowl. I'm gonna fucking light it up. I want you to light and it I'm up. I'm gonna tag the 1975, and you know they won't get shitting on the back of your legs. Actually, they will. I thought really? that they were like guys that were like emo. No, they are like us. They they're have like minds. Like, they're fucking fun dudes to like talk to. They're like Rufus Wainwright, a pussy. Oh yeah, oh yeah, hundred percent, dude. They know. They they talk wild shit. They talk wild shit. They do. It's fun. I love that the guy came out and he's like, first of all, I'm a fucking fan. Okay, yeah. like I know who you are. I like you, man. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. It's fucking dude. The lead singer in 1975 will just—he's not even gay. He'll just randomly bring a guy on stage and make out with him in front of ten thousand people for real for no reason. They they, they banned well, him from Malaysia. My opening bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they banned, banned him, him in Malaysia because of that. They threw. They had to like escape Malaysia because really? he was just fucking making out with dudes. And the, I'm like, yeah, I like that guy. Well, I know what I'll be googling tonight. Yeah, <laughs> front row seats. Fuck yeah! yeah. All right, have a great love day, you, weekend. baby. I Thank love you, Bubs. This episode was brought to you by The Machine.